Welcome to the Press Conference Podcast, where we bring you the pressing information nobody asked for. I'm Dave, and I'm here with my co-host, Phil. How's it going, man? Not bad, man. How about you? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Final episode of the year. It's been a good six months, I reckon. It's been a good six months, yeah. feels weird that we're doing the last episode um, of the year, and I feel like it's been a pretty big year. Um, a lot happening, especially with the uh, podcast. I feel like it's just kind of rolled along, um, and I'm excited to, to get into the next year. Yeah, me too. I completely agree. We've got a few really good, some really good episodes in the bank, and we've got some exciting stuff coming forward. And it's just been awesome. Like it's just it's just flown by. We've got fifteen yeah. episodes or something like that now, and um, it's it's really starting to to kind of set a good foundation for twenty twenty three. Well, I think back to when we started, and we did that first episode. What like back in May. Mm-hmm. I think we recorded it twice because the first time we fucked up the sound or something. I couldn't quite remember. We had feedback yeah. or something. You could hear the talking through our headphones. Um, and then we recorded that twice and then we got that out there and it felt good. And then we recorded that mic chem episode um, just because we wanted to get behind the mic. And now it's the end of the year and we've done, yeah, how many episodes, mixtapes, interview people. It's pretty nuts when you think about it. Yeah. Totally, and to where we've come from, like the, you always start off a little bit crude, but I think the content has kind of grown as well um, with us. So it's uh, it's been really fun to kind of expand our horizons and challenge ourselves with um, yeah. opinions and, and topics and stuff. So um, yeah, it's been really great. Not even just that, I think how we sound as well, how we talk to things, you know, actually how the technology um all that kind of stuff that you do in the background with sound, I feel like when you listen to our first episodes, we sound pretty crap. <laughs> and although we probably don't sound great now, I think it's so much better than where it was. Um, yeah, it's amazing kind of jump we've had. So, yeah, it's been a good year. Totally. So um, what have you, what's been going on? You've been into any gigs? Uh, what's been happening is just after Christmas. Yeah, so I'm in Melbourne now. I came down a week ago, um, just spent time with family, um, caught up with a few friends, um, went to the cricket with you yeah. on Boxing Day, which was great, uh, and that finished today, which was good to see. Um, yeah, no, just family stuff, Christmas, holiday stuff. You know, I'm, I'm missing my vinyl, I'm missing home a bit, which is quite funny, um, but yeah, not, not, not too much. What about you? Yeah, the same. Um, still working, so uh, only had the main days off. Uh, yeah, went to the cricket with you. It was it was awesome to get back out into to the G and and catch the cricket because it's been a little while and it was a really good day in the end, um, cricket wise. And yeah, hanging it out. It was good. I've been to the I've been to the test, the Boxing Day test, in my five years. I think uh, it was really good getting back. And I think I definitely want to go next year again. It was just such a good day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was naked afterwards, but it was good. Yeah. There are always big days, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, have you any pickups? Any Christmas vinyl? Yeah. I haven't got a new vinyl in a while, <laughs> in a few weeks, which is actually quite good. So, no, no Christmas vinyl for me. Um, 
What about you? Did you get any Christmas vinyl? I uh, didn't. I got a, a gift card for JB, so I picked up some stuff yeah. that arrived today. So um, I uh, had Ellis June's Past Lives come in and the Comfort uh, Experience Everything Live and Die. So nice. excited to get them. Uh, before that, I had a couple of things come in. I had Botch, We Are the Romans come nice. in um, and excited uh, Deliberate Revolver got delivered yeah. from the US. So, um, yeah, pretty good little end to the year. I'm exci- I was excited to uh, to spin um, that bot record because it's huge. Did you get a copy of yeah. that? Yeah. I did get a copy of that, actually. Um, now I think about it, maybe I did get some mail before I came to Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, I did get some mail, actually, before I came to Melbourne. Um, I didn't get a botch, though. That's um, over at uh, over at Com Gateway. Um <clears throat> yes, my last mail day of the year came the 21st of December. What am I talking about? It's not eight days ago. <laughs> um, fuck, I did get some some good stuff. Uh, I got the Poison the Well record that pressed early this year. Oh, yeah. Um, fake fan of me. What the fuck was the name of that record again? <laughs> Tear from the Red. Fuck you, yeah, that's it. I did know that, actually. Um, I'm a new uh, Poison the Well fan, so... Don't mind me, um, but I was so stoked to get that. I actually got that off the back of talking with you, talking with our, our friend Nick, who we had on earlier um, in the year, did our intro song. Um, he, we spoke about them a bit in his mixtape. Um, so I was so glad I picked, I picked it up blindly. Everyone, like you, Chuck, Nick were talking about it. I was like, fuck, I'll pick it up, and I ended up loving it. So I'm glad I got that. <clears throat> I got uh, Lights and Sounds by Yellow Card, the white press, yep. which was really cool. Um I got my copy, my blue copy of Midnight's, which I've been waiting on. Like, I know it was just a standard press, but I got it a while ago and been sitting overseas for a little bit. I got um, the blue with black and red splatter, jackpot juicer, dance, go and dance, and another 500 chip uh, as well. Uh, I got um, the sedative Death Romantic as well from Stiff Cut Records, uh, which was really good. Um, it sounded so great as well. So, yeah, it's a pretty hefty mail day to end of the year, actually. Yeah, nice. Funny how you forgot about it. <laughs> <clears throat> I tell you what, my my days have been blurred big time. Um, I, I mentioned in the last pod, well, pretty much since uh, we went to Good Things, I've had Christmas parties on, I've had no sleep, <laughs> I've just been <laughs> running all over the shop, and like even today, what today is. Thursday the 29th yeah I couldn't even tell you what I did yesterday I couldn't even tell you what I did today like I know I worked but like it just feels like it's just gone like a bit of a blur but yeah I think I've got I've got a record waiting for me at home um, at the post office to pick up which I'm pretty keen about I'm sure we'll talk about that record a bit today um and yeah but I've just been slowing down obviously the road to Furnace Fest uh <laughs> is and in christmas and everything um i'm just trying to be a bit more frugal not as buy as many records off the whim um as i as i used to which has been good but yeah cool speaking of the road yeah. to furnace fest uh there's been a couple little updates in the last week do you want to talk about them well i think first we should play the intro let's get it Ciao! 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 Ciao!
So, Furnace Fest, um, there have been some updates. Uh, not from my point of view, I haven't done anything <laughs> um, with Christmas and everything, but no, the last band announcement of the year came out. Actually, no, there were a few band announcements since we last spoke, um, but there's one in particular that I'm really stoked about, or probably two actually that I'm, I'm stoked about. So, about a week ago, they announced It Dies Today is playing. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard of them before that announcement, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't because holy shit, they are unreal. They're great, uh, like early really good. <laughs> metalcore, the stuff that um, Chuck and I talk about a fair bit. That might be, yeah. Like I'll put that up with from that early metalcore stuff that you guys showed me. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I missed it, if you guys had spoken about it or, or what, but fuck that, that's really good stuff. Um, I can't wait to see that. Um, but then on Christmas day, uh, or our boxing day, their Christmas over in America, they announced that Defeater were playing and we've spoken about them plenty on this podcast. Um, in the melodic hardcore episode, they came up on the Jamie Archer pod mixtape. Uh, I'm so keen to see them. <laughs> Like, words can't explain how excited I was. They're probably the biggest band that's been announced so far for me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, how good's that? Finally, a band that I, I know and love <laughs> is going to be there. I'm sure there'll be plenty more, but I really like the direction the lineup's going with this time. Um, I think I know a lot more bands than I had previous lineups that have been announced So at this point in time. So I picked a good year to go, I think. Absolutely. I think it'll be, always be a good year to go, but... Um... Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a revival festival, I think. So there's a few yeah. older bands coming back to play it. And it's just awesome to see. And Defeater will be incredible. So hopefully they have something new for everyone. Maybe an extended tour. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I thought you meant in regards to um, new music. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to anything. They, everything they've done has been quite impressive and, and really good. So... Yeah, I'm ready. Sweet. I'm ready. I think what does get me excited, though, about this is that none of these bands have announced, in my opinion, are big big headline worthy. No. Do you think? No. I don't think so. So there are going to be some big big boys get announced, I reckon, in the new year. And I'm, I'm, the fact that they've announced these bands, and they're, they're pretty big bands, in my opinion, I don't think they're headline worthy yet. That's going to be really interesting to see kind of who they do announce. And maybe, hopefully, a few of the bands we talk about today will get on that lineup. Because I think we do have actually a few headline-worthy bands on our list today. Yeah, potentially for sure. And maybe uh, early next year we'll we'll dissect the uh, the lineup from last year and see. Um, yeah, good idea. See what we um, can pick and see who may come back. Well, I mean, we talk a lot. We've spoken a lot off the pod about fuck. This band was on it last year, so they're not going to come back this year. There are only so many bands out there, so there've got to be some returning bands. Yeah. I mean, you look at bands like um, you look at bands, look at festivals like that Blue Rocks Mountain, fucking whatever that one is. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a bunch of bands that are that are coming back next year. Yeah. Um, when we were young, had a few come, like bands come back again next year. Hopefully, I just really want to see uh, counterparts come back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they played last year. So. Yeah. Anyways. They're up, they're up there. So 
they'll um, they'll definitely get invited back if they uh, if they don't have like if Venice Fest don't have that Soundwave rule where they couldn't have the same band play two years in a row. Well, the Unify have that as well. So fucking AJ, dummy. It's fine. <laughs> it'll be sick either way. Yeah, no, I think it'll be really good. I can't wait. And I think um, the more and more I think about it, especially coming to Melbourne and like catching the plane down for once and not driving, even just being at the airport, um, just got me excited. And seeing everyone going traveling over Christmas and stuff, I'm just like, fuck, I just can't wait to get over there. So, yeah. I'm going to be good. sad when you're gone. <sighs> I'm going to be sad too, Dave. Don't worry. I think about it all the time. I'll be fine. I'll, um, You'll be fine. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I just swear to God, though, I just, I'm going to say, if there are some really good tours that are over in here in September, I'm going to kick your ass because you put, you've bloody put the moz on me. <laughs> It'll be fine. Like, if, if Touche say, if Touche and Lattice Butte be like, hey, we're coming out for a co-headline tour, I'm going to, I'm going to drive to Melbourne, go wherever you live, and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> be like, you fucking put this out there. It won't happen. It'll happen now, winter. So, Our winter, yeah. So yeah, true. Yeah, so they they won't tour their summer over here. So you're safe. We'll see. I'm safe. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see. I'll message Jeremy and say, please book for the last week of I'm September. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get in that Discord and be like Jeremy. <laughs> listen to me right now, right? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I've written one message in here. <laughs> <sighs> um. Okay, should we Anyways. should we move on to this week's topic? So this week's topic, a big one. Um, we, I mean, this year has been crazy, right? And there have been so many, so much music coming out. Like we were talking about our our list this year and how much has come out. It's just incredible. So, like every other podcast, like everybody, every other news outlet, like every other Instagram account, we're wrapping up our favorite stuff of this year. Um. Look, we've spoken a lot about music every week. We do our feature albums. A lot of records we probably will talk about today have featured. We did our six-month mid-year review. It's pretty crazy how much has come out since then. And I think, yeah, um, we're just going to break down EPs and albums today. And uh, hopefully talk about some of your favorites. Hopefully you agree or dis- or with us. And, yeah, let's uh, get into it. Yep. 2022. Play the smash. So first things first, let's um, let's talk about what we had in the middle of the year. So I've got my top fives here. We'll just do our EPs first. Yep. So we'll do EPs. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So my top five EPs from five to one were End on End, People Like You, mm-hmm. Great Death, New Low, mm-hmm. Speed, Gang Called Speed. Converge the Poacher Diaries Redux and Be Well Hello Sun. Damn, I forgot that was your list. So uh, my list is five: Great American Ghost, Torture Well. Mm-hmm. Four: Sleepless Still by Revoid. Three: The Sound of What Went Wrong by Waxflower. Okay. Yep. Two: Nobody Wants to Be Here, Nobody Wants to Leave by Ghost Fame. N1 was Hello Sun by Be Well. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very different lists. Yeah. I um, I really liked Ghost Fame. That was good. I, I hopefully it's uh, still up there for you. 
<laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's see how it goes. It's look, it's been a pretty bonkers year. Um, I mean, with those top five, we obviously had one crossing our EP. Mm-hmm. Should we touch on that first? Yeah, sure. So, Hello Sun by Be Well. Um, I mean, what an EP that was. I mean, we had it both at number one six months. I'm, I'm keen. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to still rain for us um, now. I mean, you can't go from number one at six months and all of a sudden five more come in. I think that's a bit crazy. But what? How was this record? Like, do you want to? Did you still listen to it as much in the second half of the year? Or I think so. I think I might have dropped off for a couple, of like maybe like a month or six weeks in that. Yeah. In that period there, but um, I still love it as much as the day it came out. Um, the songs yeah. still hit just as hard, maybe even harder on different days. But um, I think Treadless I've listened to. That's just that's the second most song, second most listened to song for the year for me. At like forty eight times. Really nice. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about number one later. But um, yeah, I think he's uh, Brian, the singer, is just about my favorite person in the scene at the moment just the just the what i've yeah. learned about him the stories that he he tells the hope that he kind of brings for people that have um trouble troublesome lives or issues at home or mental health stuff it, it really yeah. tackles him in a in a really interesting way and yeah these songs may sound sad the the um the content the lyrical content can be quite confronting but they're written yeah. in a way to 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 give hope to the listener and it just it gives you gives me hope so it's really just really i don't want to say fun but it's really enlightening to listen to yeah i think i found myself in the second half of the year going back to the album more beforehand okay. yeah i think i smashed the ep so much at the start of the year that I didn't forget how good the album was, but I just went back to it naturally. And mm-hmm. uh, just actually looking at my list of the year, Treadless was my 15th. Okay. Um, but to put in the context, I only had four, five artists feature in my top 15 songs. So <laughs> I think to think that it's like the fifth <laughs> song in a way, um, I think, yeah, is pretty telling. Um, great EP. And <clears throat> I'm sure it's going to feature in our power rankings later on. Yeah. And just to say that, um, the weight and the cost, I probably listen to just as much as Hello Sun. I just have them. Yeah. It's like a pair for me. So, like, I, I would listen to both of them at the same time. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Just such a great band. Absolutely. And, like, we might share some links about podcasts where Brian talks about his story. Yep. Because I know when I got into Be Well, you, it's probably about a year ago, actually, today. Like, it was when I was down for Christmas, I think, earlier. Uh, or maybe Easter, fuck, or Feb, I don't know. But it was at the start of the year, and, yeah, story's incredible. So we might drop those links somewhere so people can get to them if they want. Yep, for sure. Um, um, so, so let's go back and forth. Pick an EP. Let's, what do you want to, which one do you want to talk about next? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so um, let's talk about... I want to actually talk about one. I don't know if you've actually got it on your list, but it's... Contention, Summer Offensive. We'll, we'll wait and see if it's on my list, but on go your, ahead, Dave. Oh, <laughs> so um, 
contention or a band that our friend Chuck shared pretty recently. Um, so they're like a they're a straight edge metalcore hardcore band from Florida in the states. Um, it's just uh, I hadn't heard of them before. I put them on and I was like, oh wow, this is really good. It's just fast paced, aggressive, uh, a little bit like um, stuff from that Undying era, that North Carolina kind of stuff. Really yeah. riffy guitars. Um, yeah, I'm just I, I dug into their um, their older stuff. They haven't got any physicals out yet, but um, yeah, I'm on the lookout for them. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just really good. Uh, straight edge metalcore, just the way I like it. You know me. Mm. I, I have not listened to it, so I will have to take your word for it. Do you have a song you want to feature from from the EP? Yep. Um, let me. I want to put in blindfold, which is the closer. Oh, the closer. Yep. Yeah, I must have completely missed um, that recommendation, uh, but I'll have to check it out. I really like so the cover as well. Good. It's like. Um, it's like Manhattan catching fire, looks like, or maybe. Yeah, very. Um, looks like Gotham almost. I don't know. Yeah, I've got things, but it might be a bit too offensive, or should I say, summer offensive? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> Hit me with one of yours. So, I'm trying to be. I'll be quirky like you and try and pick one that you don't know. Um. <laughs> No, it's, I, don't, I don't really... I, you'll probably know everything here. Uh, we didn't talk about it at the start of the year. I think it was an honourable mention that we didn't get to, but I do want to talk about Kublai Khan, uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. Um, lowest form of animal came out early this year. Uh, we didn't talk about it in depth at the six-month mark, but it wasn't until I saw Kublai Khan with Justice a few months ago mm-hmm. that made me maybe made me maybe fall in love with the EP a bit more than their earlier albums. Okay. I think what I really liked about the EP at the start was the opener. Like Swan Song is such a banger. It, it, it was perfect live. Yeah. But seeing their other songs live from the EP at the show was like really, was really special. I think the songs, although on the EP and when I listen back, they're probably not as memorable. Seeing them live was, was pretty impressive. Like they're just so heavy. Um, and so fun. And I went back and listened to this EP a lot after I saw them. And I think it just worth was worth a mention, really. Yeah. Um, they're a great band live. Probably one of the best live bands I saw this year. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get them in the list. Yep. Did you listen to this much? A little bit. I do like Swan Song. That's a ripper song. And that's... Um, yeah. Scott Vogel is the singer from Buried Alive. Yeah. That album. yeah. yeah so, how do they go with it without him? Pl- uh, oh, the... Um, the bassist, yeah, the bassist um, does his vocals, okay. and he's you wouldn't even know. It was like insane. Um, I don't even know the name of the bassist, which is like probably wrong of me because he is one of the nicest people I've met this year from a band. Nice. Um, before the show, went and spoke to him. He had so much time for everybody. After the show, had a laugh. When I went to see them a few nights later at the Burdekin show with our announced um, with Sanction. He, like, pointed at me, like, remembered me. We had a chat. Like, just really nice dude. Um, and he did the vocals. And, yeah, he did them really well. So you wouldn't even have known um, that Scott Vogel wasn't there. Oh, that's sick. So is, is one song going to be your song for the uh, the suggestion? 
I think that's pretty self. Yeah, it is. But resentment um, is just such a good like mosh song. So go listen to that song if you want to just like break stuff. Okay. I like breaking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go another one. And I don't think yeah. you probably listened to it either. And it's Yearning, M-M-X-X-I-I. No, okay. not me. So this is another one that I suggested to you. So this came on Spotify Radio after listening to one of my Screamo Emo Violence bands. And uh, they're really just straight down my alley. It's I thought it was an EP, but it just kept... Just kept coming on, and um, I thought it was an album, sorry, but it's their first release, um, and it's just really cool. Roman numerals, I don't know what the Roman numerals are for the for the, um, for the are name. Are you sure you shared this with me? Yep. Was this one you shared in your, like, big-ass list of things? Uh, po- probably. They're from Canada, so they're from Montreal. You sent me like 30 bands, Dave. I'm not going to get to all of them. Oh, they weren't on that list. They weren't on that list. I took a screenshot of them in the... This looks cool, though. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like fast. Um, yeah. Screamy. It's very similar to like early Blind Girls, Gillian Carter, Chalk yeah. Hands. Like heaps of cool stuff. Nader. Nine minutes. Yeah. That's a nine-minute EP. Yeah. With seven songs. That's, yeah. that's hard and fast. So, obviously with the play length... You should just listen to the whole thing. I don't have one song because it's essentially just one song that's split into nine yep. pieces. So um, give that a listen. We'll plug that as well. But it's really yeah. cool little experience, and I hope that they have some more for us. Awesome. Awesome. The next one uh, is definitely going to come on your list, I would have thought. It was one that when we started our talk at the start of the year, I think there would only been one or two songs released. Um, as soon as I got a physical, even though it is three songs, I'm like, it's an EP, it counts. Uh, it is Koyo, 10 Digits Away. Oh, you class that as an EP? I'm calling it an EP. Okay. Yeah, well, three songs. We got a physical with the three songs. Like, I mean, it goes for longer than your last EP that you mentioned, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I just think this needs time. Like, yeah. we, it, it's, I mean, there, there are a few bands in the scene at the end of maybe the album segment, we can talk about it. Yep. Um, but there are a few bands that I think are slowly taking over the scene in a big way. They're becoming really influential. And I think in five years' time, we'll look back at these bands and these records and be like, they're special. Like, you know, yep. almost, no, I'm not saying Koyo's in the same vein as this, but kind of bands that have become kind of cult legends in a way, like modern baseball, um, American football. I'm not just trying to say sport bands, but, you know, these bands that kind of came in, made an impact, and, I mean, hopefully these bands last <laughs> a bit longer. Um, but I think we're going to be talking about Koyo in that list of bands. Um, and I just think it deserves its time. I mean, they're this perfect blend of, like, punk, but it's still got a pop-punk element. It's still got this indie element to it. It's just a really good time. I've seen videos of their shows. They go off, um, and I think it's one of the best releases of the year. Yep. I flog Koyo. I really, really enjoy them. Um, oh, so good. They remind me of the similar kind of situation that Saves the Day came out. They're like a pop-punk band that came from a hardcore background. 
and they they have that heart. They fit in yeah. with hardcore bands, but they're not hardcore yeah. at all. And it's so cool. They've signed a Pure Noise, so Pure Noise know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. I got my eye on them big time. I mean, this album, this album, this EP, sorry, three songs, yeah. maybe a bit more pop punky than punk in their previous EPs, yeah. I think, but I'm okay with that. Um, we'll see what happens. Pure Noise know what they're doing. Yeah. And did you see that they're, I mean, I know it's under circ- circumstances and because it's a Long Island thing, but they're playing with Sanction in a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is just nuts as well. So, yeah, they're a band that keep your eye on them. This EP slaps, all three songs slap. Koyo rule. Yes, they do. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is a split EP. So it's the end, Ooh. cult leader, uh, gather and mourn. Yeah. One that kind of came out of nowhere. I think we got a single actually, didn't we? We got a single and then they dropped the EP yeah. a couple of weeks later. But so I was kind of on the, on the fence with end mm-hmm. uh, before this came out. And the first single was just epic. And then that kind of got me over the edge to start listening to them more and more. Introduced yeah. me to Cult Leader, who were awesome as well, and like very similar in that um, in the sound, but very different in in the same way. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm super keen to get our hands on on this pre order. There was so many different variants and covers and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what we've got coming, but um, I have no idea. Yeah, and it's such a cool band, and it's been a big year for. Um, for Brendan, who's the singer of Goat, yeah, the Goat. He's he's arguably I'm calling him. He's nearly one of the people that have won this year. I mean, I know we don't we don't talk about those kind of categories on this podcast, but if I just think of people or bands or artists that have won the year, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, he'd be up there. He wins yeah. Twitter for sure. Oh, he's 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 yeah. I mean, I f- I feel for the guys had like a hundred mental breakdowns this year, but yeah. Um, He's so talented. I love this split. Um, you know, I've been a big fan of End for a bit, for a minute. Um, and I, I think they're kind of in the realm of Knock Loose with Dave. Like bands I've tried to be like, Dave, you'd like this band, give them a go. And then finally there's a song that came along and you kind of attach to it and then you kind of go down that rabbit hole. Yep. I'm hoping Knock Loose have that song for you <laughs> soon because I really think they're a band that you'd get around. Um, but this EP was so hard. Probably one of the heaviest releases of the year. Um, that I really loved, in my opinion, and like more people need to talk about it. I don't think I heard too much about it, especially in Australia. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping and I'm hoping and and Cult Leader play Furnace Fest, and I hope they come to Australia. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Your next one. Um, next one I'm going to talk about is probably another one of those bands that are in the realm with Koyo. Um, one of my favorite bands, ones that I've, I've absolutely like, I've, I've, I'm probably going to need to get some new records soon because I've spun them so many times and I know we'll talk about our spins. Um, but pile of love flake on the future. Um, amazing EP, amazing band really. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting them to release this EP to be honest. It kind of came really quick. They released the singles and then. All of a sudden, there were like four singles out and the EP came out. Um, they're still like a perfect band. They, they've grown on their sound, um, but still done what they do best. I think they are not talked about enough. And yeah, you know, you know, Pile of Love. I love Pile of Love. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. I'm really glad that you kept pushing Pile Love on me initially, like <clears throat> yeah. early this year when we took that trip down there to Kill Kunder and you're like, dude, you've got to listen to Pile Love. And then, yeah, um, great summer record. Yeah, absolutely. I just love sitting and just basking in the sound. It's just, it just makes you feel good, even, yeah, just makes you feel good. And you can, They're just, yeah. I mean, they just fall in this realm of like this this pocket of the scene where it's not pop punk, it's not screamo, it's not even like that sound that Basement made really famous, right? It's kind of like this. I don't know. It's like more indie rock than pop punk, or you know, and it's just good music. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Um, with my uh, level of vocabulary, <laughs> it's just really good stuff. Great for summer. You can put it on with like people that aren't into the scene or heavy music and they'll like it or I'm, I'm sure they'll enjoy it or tolerate it. <laughs> it's just, it's just fantastic. And this is a band I think to watch out of, watch out for. I'm sure that they'll get bigger and bigger and bigger as they keep playing shows. Like they played shows with anxious um, recently, which I thought was really cool. I think arm's length on that tour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a band to watch and I hope they just blow up. Me too. I can't wait for them to announce the uh, the physicals for that as well, for us being... Oh, imminently, I reckon. I reckon it'll be a New Year's thing. Like, they'll be like, hey, New Year, here's some fucking records. So, yeah. um, I will say, story so far, Drug Church, Pile of Love, put them on a show. Everyone can play three sets. Fucking make it happen. <laughs> Come to Australia. Why not? You can chuck no pressure on there as well. Um, I guess you could. You could <clears throat> for a bit of a uh, bit of different stuff. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with a local act, and um, nervous light, bury what's left of my heart in your backyard. Do you spend time much time with this this EP? I spend a bit of time with this. Yeah. Um, I know you're 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 a massive. Uh, simp for Nervous Light, so I'll let you take the reins. Yeah. Um, I actually was, I had COVID and it was like June, mm. June or whatever it was, and I was watching Stranger Things and then they put the Stranger Things t-shirt up and yeah. um, I grabbed that straight away, but I hadn't actually listened to them all that much. I think a song would come on. Yeah. And I put the EP on, I'm like, I better listen to this band because if I haven't listened to them, I'll buy their t-shirt. It's going to be beer be a bit funny because you know you can name yeah. three songs probably can't name three <laughs> songs but um anyway i was like oh this is really cool it's got a bit of bit of everything it's a it's a really like really big mix of um of different genres there's like screaming there's soft parts there's like slow songs and it's really good collection of different sounds and it kind of works really well together some of it kind of yeah. stands out as a big jump from from one one type of sound to another sonically, but um, all in all, I think it works. It's really cool, and it's cool that they got a um, it cut on Stiff Cut Records recently as well. Mm-hmm. So they're all they're all gone. They had a Dirt Field record from from memory. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just really cool to see what's happening local music at the moment because there's some pretty good bands coming out of. Brisbane and and as well as well as Sydney and Melbourne, but yeah, I haven't seen that many come out of Brisbane in my time that I've really clicked with. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, 
Have those records been announced? I don't remember them even going on sale. Yeah, they, maybe it was a show thing. They put them. Oh. Yeah, they had them at a show, and then they put them up on their um their big cartel afterwards. The extras. Ah, oh, that's right. I was broke as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the the great everything went on sale. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. I mean, they've got a really good presence online as well. Like, especially the band members in forums that we're in, in groups we're in on Facebook. Yeah, uh, I really like that a band when a band kind of just makes music they want to make and doesn't kind of try to like pocket themselves into a sound. And I think the CP is a really good reflection of that. Um, it's a good chat. It's a really good chat. So, what have you got next? Mm-hmm. How many more do you want to talk about? Oh, there's a few. There's a few. Cool. Um, and as we kind of be talking, I'm just like, I'm going to add more on. And you know what? I'm adding a two-track EP on there. And you know why? You set the standard, Dave. You only get nine minutes. I'm calling other stuff. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> this is a band that I have... I saw them live earlier this year at a show that no one was at. And I was quite vocal about how much that pissed me off. Um, and I, I remember being at the show being like, taking videos straight to you, Dave, yep. straight to like a group chat being like, this band is like going to be my next favorite band in, in Australian music. I can just feel it. Um, at the time I, I described them as if Touche Amore and Manchester Orchestra had a, like a baby, that's what you'd get. And um, they released two songs uh, not too long ago. Um, the band is Finding Better Health from Sydney. And the tracks that they released, which is also the name of the single, so might bear with me, is Why Didn't You Appear slash It Won't Burn Forever. Now, go listen to it because no words I have is going to describe it. The songs need to be listened to together. They almost act like a part one and part two. You can't really listen to one without grasping the, the, the size and you know how big this song really is. Um, it's one of my favorite things I've released this year, probably the band that I'd put number one on my watch list of things happening in Australian music, if I'm being honest. Um, like Dave, you heard me talk about them nonstop, but did you like this? I know I've told you to listen to it a hundred times. Yeah, I loved it. I, um, I remember you shared me a chat with them on Instagram and cause it's not a really memorable name, finding better health. And you shared me the Instagram chat, like a screenshot. Yeah. And like, kind of health page you're talking music about and then it clicked with me and um because like it sounds like a yeah yeah a fitness page or something like that but um i I pre-saved it and then the alert went off like five minutes later so i listened to that like the two songs back to back to back for like 45 minutes really and i remember that yeah They've only got three songs out, which is the, the, the frustrating thing. I guess every new band will go through those growing pains of waiting for more music to come out, and they, they say there's more coming. But their first song they had released was nothing really like... What it is. It was, a, it was a weird song, unless you're really into that kind of sound like I am. It's almost an acoustic track for like four minutes, then it gets a little bit aggressive at the end. But it's a beautiful song, one of my favourite songs of the year, even though it came out last year. And... Yeah, these two songs, I think, is a perfect reflection of what I kind of was trying to tell people, that this is what they sounded like. But because they only had that one song, it was hard to show. So go listen to them. You're going to be hearing me talk a lot more about them yeah. over the next few months, I think, as they continue to play shows and get bigger. Yeah, I have a question. If you were in their shoes and you had more music, would you hold on to it and release the EP as a whole and do some merch and kind of get 
five, four or five songs out there rather than kind of do a little bit of a two-track teaser and kind of just kind of um, build your build your following that way because I like if I was in a band I'd be putting I'd be getting that EP ready I'd be putting that out as a whole and then I'd be smashing shows and putting some merch out uh, there. It's really hard. I think for these two songs, I think they've done it right. I mean, I'm not sure what's going to lead in what, what if these songs will be on an EP or if they'll add songs to this. Like Koyo kind of did one song and then. That became a two song and then that became a three song and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they've done it, to be honest. I think it, it came out at the end of the year. You know, everything has kind of come out for the year. It's a hard time. I think in Sydney especially, shows are, I'm not going to say too few and far between, but they kind of are. <laughs> like, um, it's real. I think there aren't as many shows as there are in Melbourne, for example. There aren't as many local shows. There's. I feel like there's... There are local shows, but I just don't feel like it's spoken about as much or promoted as much or what it is. So I think they've done it right. Okay, cool. Um, I'm sure an EP will come, but I think, yeah, they need to build their following. Um, I know they're playing a bunch of shows, um, or they were playing a bunch of shows. I think it's just hard to get on, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, okay, cool. It's really interesting because, like, this is kind of – one of the first times where we found, like you found it, we've had a band where there's like, they've had one song on Spotify. Usually they have like the EP and a couple of others and, and stuff like that. So they're really, really still starting out, still finding their feet, which is cool. It's awesome to see. Well, I mean, I think about it back when I was start listening to music back in the day and, you know, band would hit you up with their SoundCloud link and there might be one or two songs on it. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that it's on streaming. <laughs> it's a bit odd to see just one song. Yeah. So maybe it's that, but... They'll take the time. I think good music will attract people listening to it. And so I think if they just keep doing what they're doing, you know, people like me, uh, I know when I went to their show, they had a bunch of friends and family around that were like right around them and it was epic. I'm sure that they'll get their reach and I'm going to talk about them as much as I can. (laughs) Yep. Me too. I love those two tracks. So I'm glad you, you brought them up. Um, Do you have much more you want to talk about? Uh, I've got one or two. We got two. Do you want to talk about and the other split that came out this year? Yep, that okay. was one I wanted to talk about. Okay, cool. So um, the split that we'll go on to next is the Holding Absence, Alpha Wolf, The Lost and the Longing. Yep. Very interesting release for me. Um, it kind of, yeah, I don't know if it hit as well for me as it did for everyone else that's kind of hyped, hyped up about it. The more I kind of listen uh, to I'm probably in your, I'm, pro- I'm in your camp, I think. Like, it's it's a grower, and I love it, but I don't think it's the best of either band that we've heard. No. And what I've got here on my notes is that, like, it's like Alf Wolf, um, a pu- like, a punching down and uh, holding abs- absence of punching up. They're not really being themselves. You don't have the the, the signature sound, so they're like like Alpha Wolf aren't just aren't going as hard as they could. Holding Absence are, are kind of going a little bit harder, but you don't have that signature sound from either one. They're not really being themselves. That is a very interesting way to describe <laughs> describe it. I can just see the headlines: Alpha Wolf punches down on Holding Absence. <laughs> 
That's all I meant, but yeah, I think you understand. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I agree. I felt like Alpha Wolf weren't as heavy as they, they maybe could have been, and I felt holding absence weren't as holding absence as they could have been. Yeah. Um, I think it made for some really great songs. Like 60 Centimeters of Steel is a banger. The more and more I listen to it. Um, I think all four tracks I really enjoy. Uh, but it, I, I just think it was... I mean, it's a split, right? Yeah. Splits aren't meant to be the best EPs of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're, they show a period in time and some creative just juices that they wanted to get out. And I love it for it. Um, and I'm, I think it's huge for Australia, Australian music. Um, and like Alpha Wolf, in my opinion, are the band that won the year. Um, in my opinion, they're the best tour. They had a great collab. They're, they're touring like crazy overseas. Um, I think this is really big for them. Yeah. And they really, I don't know if they started it, but they were the first band that I saw like really kick back against venues that would chart like charging percentage from like taking merch carts and all that kind of stuff, which kind of stuff. Yeah, the whole period of time where like all those videos were coming out of the States, I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, the Australians are just tearing it up. Yeah. Fucking saying how it is. And and it, when you even see the ones in Australia, like I saw that list of venues in Australia and how much they take, I'm just like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Some taking like 15 to 15%, 17%. And that's, that's, that's robbery. And this is what makes me really sad is that, fuck, I don't want to make this about finding better health and, and my, my, my qualms, my issues with Sydney. But when you've got bands in Sydney that want to make it, I'm not saying find better health or one. Yeah. But like bands like Clay J or something like that, they're, they're still not established as much as... Well, they'll play a show and they won't, it won't sell out because Sydney won't sell out. Yeah. Or I don't know why where the fucking the Sydney people are, but it won't sell out. And then all of a sudden, they're giving merch cuts that they are making to the venue. Like, get fucked. Like, there are enough people at the, at the venue drinking... You know, surely that we don't need to go down to merch cuts. Like, I work in retail. I know how the margins work. I can straight up tell you a $25 t-shirt or a $30 t-shirt, if you're getting 15% of that sale, that's a big part of the of, of the margin, like straight up. Yeah. So it just, it pisses me off a bit, but who am I to, uh, who, who am I? Yeah. These venues will just take whatever they can. So, um, yeah, it's a bit sad, but. It's we push the the scene's pushing back, so that's what we want to see. Absolutely. Um, I think let's keep a bit of a Aussie vibe going, because okay. I think there's some great Aussie music that came out this year in the form of EP. Uh, I really wanted to talk about Father Deerhands released um, "Sad Souls Don't Float Upstream." Okay. Now that was also a three track, I think, and it was also one of those EPs that was a single that became a second single and then a third single. They just formed into an EP. Mm-hmm. They they won the Battle of the Bands comp to play or to open Good Things Festival, yep. which I think was massive for them. And they are just Midwest emo meets fucking just fun, right? Like that's the way I kind of see it. They're more like, a, yeah, a screamo melodic Midwest emo thing. Like the, the guitars are just like they get – they get the ears flowing and they get you just moving and lyrically, I think they're just fun. It's pretty grim, like some of the lyrics, but I think it's exactly what we like in this kind of music. And I just want to shout out the Aussie bands because this is one of the best releases this year, I think. Yeah. I spent a little bit of time with it. Um, I didn't click 
with them as much as the next band I'll talk about. And um, yeah. but yeah, they're really cool. I remember them from the AVVC split series. They were kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just other stuff I was kind of preoccupied with, unfortunately. Fair enough. Yeah. What's the next band you want to talk about? I wanted to talk about Some Heard Trouble and the Slow Dance EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is one that kind of flew under the radar. I'm not sure of what uh, Some Heard Trouble uh, are kind of doing, uh, like whether what's going on. But it wasn't really marketed all that well. The only reason I knew it was out is because it came out on um, Stiff Cut Records, Dream Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the EP is called Slow Dance. Kind of just came out. When did it come out? In November. October, so, I think. Yeah, November, November. About a month ago. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Summer Trouble, kind of one of my favorite band, one of my favorite bands that came out of that AVVC split series. Kind of yeah. really gravitated to their different kind of genres that they mix together and the, the post hardcore sound that they've got. And um, yeah. I met the singer Brownie at uh, the charity show earlier in the year as well. And he's a really nice dude. So really nice dude. Yeah. yeah. It's really just cool to see how these guys get around just local people. They're just normal people who play some, play some music. It's, it's sick. Um, so they already had yeah. a couple of songs out, a couple of singles out that there was like a stiff cut laid seven inch that, that went to a show and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, check them out because they're, they're really good too. They could really go places if they uh, they really push it, I think. Yeah. I know they – Um. what show did they just get added to? Oh, fucking, they just got added to the Father Deerhand show. So they'll be coming to Sydney next year. Cool. Can't wait for to see them in Sydney because I've only ever seen them in Victoria. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a great show. But, yeah, I think the EP instrumentally is some of the best work that's come out this year. Um, I know it came out later in the year, but and I haven't given a heap of time because yeah. it did come out kind of under the radar, but I gave it a, a good listen before we recorded this and fuck, instrumentally that shit is on fire and vocally it's just somehow trouble. Yeah, they, they, they kind of hit it out of the park with what they do. So very cool. So we're gonna do- um, we could talk about EPs for a long time. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you particularly want to talk about before I just rattle off a few like ones that. I think deserve the, the time, but we might not get to. Yeah, so there's just one last one I want to talk about, and that's uh, one that featured earlier that I've spent a lot more time with, um, which is Great Death New Low. Mm. It's really a different sound for me, um, but really hits so hard. It's like slow core, yeah. basically shoegazy kind of stuff. It's like 26 yeah. minutes long, so it could be an album if you think about it. It's like a four-song EP, so put it in the yeah. EP category. Um, the last song on it um, is just one of the saddest songs that I've heard in a long time, and it yeah. is called. Sorry, I'm just looking it up now. It is called. I hate everything. So really in tune with, with me sometimes, yeah. but um, it's really just a, a slow jam that finishes off the album of the EP really well. And um, yeah, I just can't get enough of this, this band. Yeah, no, they, they were great. And I think they were one of the surprises of your recommendations to me this year. Mm-hmm. I think when you recommended them, they really kind of 
took me by surprise. Yeah, because they're on Death Wish as well, so it's really like a, a left field kind of suggestion, a left field band to be on Death Wish, but it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Um, fuck, maybe while we're at it, I might just talk about a few more. Okay, because I think there are some more things that need to be spoken about, and what I wanted to just revisit. Um, and I spoke, we've spoken about it quite a bit this year. Uh, Sleepless Still by Revoid. Mm-hmm. I just want to re-emphasize that I think this is one of the best metalcore releases this year. Not just in EPs, but in general. I think this is a really special EP, and I really hope it continues to get some airtime, or, or it does get some more airtime. I know they're doing a tour with the Lyra down the East Coast, so hopefully more people listen to it outside of Brisbane, because I know that they're a bit bigger in Brisbane, but... Um, this EP was really special, in my opinion. It was pressed on Anti-Vinyl Vinyl Club um, earlier in the year. It just slaps. And seeing it live, like, they're, they're very good. They're very, very good. Did you like this EP? Yeah, yeah, I did. I liked it a lot. Um, I almost didn't want to, because a lot of people were saying, you've got to listen to this, you've got to listen to this. Even though it didn't sell out instantly, um, I kind of held off a little bit. But then I found myself going back and listening to um, what's the single of it? Gloom Slayer. Gloom Slayer. Oh, Gloom Slayer is one of the best songs of the year. Yep, it's an absolute belter. Um, so I kept going back to that, and I was like, one day I was like, no, nah, I got to get this before it sells out. So grab the red copy. They're so good. It's just a, yeah. a great all round press. Great EP. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. Are there any more you want to talk about in particular before I rattle off a few of my favorites that we didn't maybe talk about in depth? Yeah, go through yours and then we'll go through our top five. So uh, ones that we didn't really talk about, and I think Australian music had a really good year. <clears throat> I think some EPs that came out that we didn't talk about mainly were The Sound of What Went Wrong by Waxflower. Um, generic pop punk, We I spoke about it in depth at the sixth month mark, but needs its time of day in this episode. Um Death Romantic by Sedative, I think, is one of my favorite Deathcore releases in a while. Um, over from WA. I'm surprised you didn't bring this one up, Dave, but um, Your Suffering by Cherish came out this year. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, that was a great EP, too. Great EP coming out of Melbourne, right? Yes. Or Sydney. I can't remember. I have no idea. But they are. Uh, Epic. They're a special band, and I think they want to keep an eye on. Ocean Sleeper um, released Is a Better Feeling Nothing, which absolutely slapped. Atlas, which I featured on one of my feature records this, this year, was um, they released The Wood of the Blade, which absolutely slapped. Peace Ritual um, released their self-titled EP this year, who was the old singer from Endless Heights, um, on that. And Aminaki, I know they're New Zealand, um, and they're a band that I really love um, that I've found through ABVC, but they released Tempest um, on my birthday, and it was um, the great EP. I can't wait to get those physicals in hand. So, yeah. Beautiful. Nice. Great year for music. Great year for EPs. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so should we do the power rankings? We'll start at five, we can start at 10. We can start at 10 if you like. All right, let's go through the first five. Okay, so from 10, my number 10 is Revoid, Sleepless Still. 10? Yep. You're joking, should have been higher. 
what's your number 10? Father Deer Hands, Hats Holes, Doot, Float Upstream. Okay, cool. Uh, number nine uh, for me is Converge, The Poacher Diaries from earlier this year. Well, I dropped from two. Yeah, some good stuff. Uh, mine was mine was also, let me just get this right. Let me check my, mine also dropped from number two. <laughs> Can you believe it? Ghost fame, nobody wants to be here. Yep. Nobody. Okay. That's still good. Still a good release. Uh, release uh, number seven for me uh, is "Gang Called Speed" by Speed. Wait, you missed eight? No. Oh, that's number eight. Sorry. "Gang Called Speed" number yeah. eight. Sorry, number eight. My number eight was Kublai Khan. Okay, cool. Um, my number seven is "Contention Summer Offensive." Uh, finding better health for me. Ooh. Well, number seven. We wish I'd known that two songers could have gone in. Um, we put a set. You put it. You put a seven song nine minute. EP seven in songs. There. Come on, Dave. Come on, mate. Finding better health goes for longer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so number six for me is Cult uh, End and Cult Leader Gather and Mourn. You know, I'm just going to spoil it now. That didn't make my list, but okay. I just couldn't fit it in somewhere. Uh, it, it should be in there. Um. And I'm, I'm going to say this before, like, uh, our good friend Jackson cancels me, but Speed didn't make my top five. <laughs> That's all right. My number six is Alpha Wolf and Holding Absence, uh, The Lost and the Longing. I think it deserves to be there for what it represents, not just its music. Okay, cool. Um, just for uh, reference, that did not make my list of top ten. That's all right. I know you don't like Australian music, so it's fine. <laughs> got him Jesus um, alright okay, number so 5 for you Dave what do you got big dog, big dog time my number 5 um, so I made a mistake on my list I thought the Amity Affliction came out this year so I had that as number 5 but I'm going to re- I'm going to replace it with Koyo Call It Off ah uh. Should never have brought it up. It wouldn't have made your list. It It'd go down as the year that Dave slept on Koyo. I did not sleep on Koyo. I bought Koyo to you. Uh, anyway, love that EP. <laughs> so that's my number five. My number five is Sleepless Still by Revoid. It stays in the top five. It hangs in there. Should have been higher. People people need to listen to this EP, and I'm going to keep talking about it. I might bring it up on next year's top five EPs as well, if you don't <laughs> listen to it. Okay, so number four for me is Pile of Love, Flake on the Future. What number? Four. Two. Four. Four. Jesus. <sighs> My number four was Koyo, 10 Digits Away. It's called Call It Off, 10 Digits Away is a single. I'm going to say it to you, Dave, right now. I looked at this many times, and when you go to the physicals, it's got 10 Digits Away. I know that because that was the last single, Dave. Go look at the physical, and it says 10 digits away on the front cover. Right. So don't, don't even try and come at me. I'll bowl your seven inches waiting at my con gateway. Okay. <laughs> um, so number three for me is Great Death and New Low. Number three for me, Unchanged for my top five. It did drop. Um, no, it didn't drop. It stayed the same spot, sorry. Number three is Wax Flower, The Sound of What Went Wrong. And I will say they had some delicious-looking records um, for this EP. It's waiting for me at our international listener friends' mix house, um, and they look really tasty. 
Mm-hmm. Nice smoky variant. So nice. keen for that. So number two for me is Nervous Light, bury what's left of my heart in your backyard. That's number two for you? Yep. Wow, that's good. Uh, my number two is Pile of Love, Flake in the Future. So Pile of Love beat out everything after being out for a month. Well, I smashed those singles when they came out yep. through like September. And then by the time the, the second, the third and fourth song came out, it was like, yeah, I f- love these songs anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think you think that, wait till you hear my albums. <laughs> Great, I can't wait. <laughs> um, and so, Dave, I'll let you take the honours. I'm sure we have the same number one. Yep, number one, Unchanged for Me, best EP of the year, easily my top five of all time now, I would say, and that's Be Well, Hello, Son. Wait, is that your number one? My number one was The Amity Affliction. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, be well, hello, son. Got to be number one. I don't think there's an EP that we've plugged as much as this. Absolutely, there isn't. You could probably make a super cut of episodes from our all of our episodes of just be well comments. It'll probably go for about an hour. <laughs> and so it should. It yeah, I think it's been slipped on hard. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, we don't get much. Many people coming back to us saying, "Oh yeah." Be well, sick. Like it's just, um, yeah, get a lot of crickets. You know, you know what? I, th- I think I don't know what it is, but it, it'll get there. It'll get its time. I think Brian McTurnan's too much of a force to not get the respect for this EP. They'll come to Australia at one point, and I guarantee you they'll they'll win a lot of people over. Yeah, uh, I think it's just a bit left field for what we generate. Like when we look at the rest of our top ten. I mean, for me anyway, it stands alone in a way. It's the most least generic record on here, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, amazing number one. EP of the year, press conference podcast. The first one, Be Well. The inaugural. Hello, son. The inaugural. So we'll play... Great, great list. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll let's play a song off it and we'll have a break and then we'll come back to the albums.
So EP of the year, um, Hello Sun by Be Well, and we just played the title track um, from that EP. Just fantastic. Like one of my favorite songs of the year, hands down. Yeah, me too. Um, don't skip a song on that EP. I know it's full song, but it's so good. I was saying today I really miss my vinyl and my little my little Be Well collection. Four records, we've got both covers for both. Is one of my favorite like records I think I've gotten in the last year and a bit. So uh, what a band. So good. So we'll move on now. So, we got albums. Albums, which is going to be... <laughs> uh, I know last time we did this pod, we spoke about songs. We spoke about things that we listened to that were old. We've cut that out because we think it's going to be a bit of a hefty combo. Yep. A lot of music came out this year. A lot of music came out in the last six months. Um, and I think we're going to do our best to cover as much as we can. But... <laughs> Uh, it's going to be quite the task ahead of us, Dave. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's going to be a marathon, but we'll we'll push through for the listener. And Yeah. We're doing it for you, people. It's all for you. It's all for you. <laughs> so firstly, I want to go through our top five albums from halfway through the year and see where the rest yeah. stacks up. So my number five from mid-year uh, is Berthold City, When Words Are Not Enough. Mm-hmm. Your number five? My number five was uh, Shine and Fade by Saviour. Okay. What is that reaction, Dave? That record, I said before that Revoid might be one of the best metalcore releases of the year. This probably is the best metalcore release of the year. Okay. I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, That was a great album, and I think it just was missed. I don't know why. Perth bands, fucking, I don't know. Didn't catch me, sorry. Um, number four was Cold of Luna, The Long Road North. My fourth was Rollo Tomasi, Where Myth Becomes Memory. Oh, that was my number three. Heavy hitter, amazing record, still holds up. I listened to it on the plane over here. Primo album. Yeah, absolutely. Still, yeah, still slaps. May suffer from the early in the year release category, but... Um, Still really good. Um, the problem was was that from July onwards, we might not have even gotten some of the best albums of the year. We might have gotten some of the best music in the last five years. Yeah. In the last six months. And I'm not saying that like trying to be dramatic. I'm saying that like when I look at what came out. It's a fact. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like how are we blessed with so much good music in the last six months? I don't know. It's um it's that um post COVID stuff. A lot of bands have been holding on for a long time. Uh, anyway, my number two was No Pressure, self-titled. I didn't say my number three. What was your number three? Sorry. Ocean Grove, Up in the Air Forever. Oh, yes. I love this record. I absolutely smashed this record at the start of the year, and it's it's similar with that Pile of Love kind of vibe. Good summer record, put it on. It's a bit different from OG that a lot of people have grown in love, to grow in love, but yeah. A lot of fun. So your number two was No Pressure, yep. self-titled? Yep, what was yours? The number two album of the year, Dave. Your favourite. Music for a sushi restaurant. <laughs> Harry Styles, Harry's House. Oh, yeah. what, a, what an album. What an album. Fantastic. Very good. So my number one was Alexis on Fire, Otherness. And my number one was Heroin by Thornhill. 
I'm not going to lie, Dave. How the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen for, I think, nearly... If you come to me at the end of this list, Dave, and tell me that Alexis on fire is your number one, I'm going to karate chop you <laughs> through, the, through the camera because this was such a crazy list to put together. I don't even know if any of these... Actually, no, I'm not going to spoil it, but there are some records that came out this year that will go down at all time, in my opinion. Um, and there, you're going to hear some really fucking crazy statements from me, I'm sure. And I hope you say some crazy stuff too, Dave, because you know I love an exaggeration. Yeah. This is the time. This is the time to do it. Yeah. Don't let, it, yeah, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess how we're going to do this in one of the EPs, yep. we'll, we'll just go back and forth, talk about records that came out this year, um, and then we'll rank them at the end. Yep. So we're going to talk about ones that didn't feature in our top fives. Uh, in the mid-year list because we kind of already spoke about them. They've been around for a little while, yeah. so there's there's been a good chance for everyone to kind of be aware of them and uh, and and listen to them a little bit. Uh, so Mind you, I think I do want to reference though, a few records that did come out at the first six months. I do still want to call out a few that we didn't talk about, I guess, at the yeah. time that I think have aged crazily well. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to start with those? Do you want to list off a few that that are like first six months that are still hanging around quality-wise, and then we'll uh, go into depth of a few others after that. Sure. One of the first records that came out this year, I love the singles. Last year, actually, the singles came out before Christmas. Um, I love those singles, and then the album came out in Feb, and I think you know what I'm talking about, Dave. Maybe. Anxious? Anxious. Little Greenhouse. It came out the same week's as Cult of Luna, The Long Road North, uh, the same time as Rollo Tomasi, I believe. And at that time, like, if that doesn't tell you what I was listening to, dark, slow, mm. <laughs> sludge, like, fucking deep music, anxious release, Little Greenhouse. I definitely missed it. It was the end of our summer, in a way. Um, you know, I was in Sydney and the weather was pretty crap. And I just missed it. And I listened to it, and I loved it, but I didn't go back to it heaps. And it wasn't probably until mid-year that I was like, what have I been doing? This is like one of these records in line with Koyo, Pile of Love, another band I'm going to talk about soon, <laughs> um, that I think uh, have released one of the all-time records. This could easily become the next youth. You know, it could easily become the next Colomine kindness. Like, it, it, it could be one of those records, in my opinion. Wow. Um this is one that's taken a little while to, to grow me. Um, yeah. I always heard the singles and I was like, oh, what's this band? Check it out. It's anxious. And then um, it took a little while for the album to kind of hit me a little bit harder. So that's kind of a, a late bloomer for, for this year for me. But um, yeah, I've, I've recently been looking into maybe picking a copy of this up. Also, the yeah. the the song that's on the America's Hardcore compilation, oh yeah, is really Primo. awesome. Yeah, really awesome, yeah. and that kind of drew me in a lot more. So, they're doing great things. A lot of people are talking about them. I don't know if I could take this uh, this the album seriously with the album art, but I think it really works works really well. It's quite unique. I um I love it. They did that old cover out of 50 for their recent show with the winter theme, and it was amazing. They just did that green and pink pinwheel on Newberry, 
um, that I've been like itching at potentially buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't need it. I'm happy with my butterfly purple and, and that I have. Um, but this record deserves to be in the conversation as album of the year. I think, like I said, we'll be looking back in a few years' time, and this album will be super important for. I don't want to say the revival of emo, but this because it's not emo it's it's still more of that punk kind of aesthetic and, and vibe you know what that always but this record's going to be one of those records that hold up and it becomes a cult favorite within five years yeah it's almost a screamo record it's got a bit of those it doesn't have the the mixed time signatures and stuff like that but it's got that no. singing and screaming and and some spoken word yeah. stuff and um it's just got really hard-hitting vibes so no agree Okay, so, so another early early release um, from this year was Vane FM, The World Is Going To Ruin You. So Vane are a band that I hadn't really heard of, and then they dropped mm-hmm. a single, um, and it featured Jeff Rickley, and I'm a big Jeff Sink, so simp. So um, I actually picked that up instantly, pre-ordered it and then all this shit happened yeah. with the draw gun at the, the venue manager and all that kind of stuff, which ended yeah. up being like a story that was blown out of proportion. Then they toured with Touche and um, Jeremy just had all these nice things to say, say about him, say about the band, had them on the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, really enjoyed this album as well. It's just like heavy, I think you'd really enjoy it. I think it would really fit in in that not loose, sanctioned, moshy kind of stuff. Uh, they've kind of yeah. moved forward from their their kind of new metal beginnings, and yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I think a lot of people weren't expecting it, so they really kind of uh, put them on the back foot because with the the, the sonic sonic change. But um, I definitely think it's worth a listen. I um, enjoyed it. On my first listen, uh, unfortunately, I didn't go back. Um, just because at the time of when that came out, uh, Mum Jeans had just released their record, Belmont had just released their record. Uh, who else? Um, oh, fuck, I just had it. Another band just released their record. It was much more of that like pop punk kind of thing yeah. um, that I was listening to a lot of, and I think it just didn't quite stick. Yeah. I think it was great. I'm sure if I go back to it now, I really enjoy it. I don't think the the uh, the story of them holding up people at a show being like bums um, boded well for their release. To be completely frank, yeah, it was a week before. And I think I actually hurt them a lot more than what um, we maybe think because I don't think people talk about this record that much. Yeah, and I don't think it's because it's not good. I think it's because people made an opinion and moved on, like they do with a lot of things. Um, and I'm sure I'll go back and I'll, I'll listen to it and I'll love it. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what do you want to talk about next? Are we still talking about early in the year stuff? Yep. Or you can do whatever you like. I'm going to jump forward to a, probably a bit of a heavy hitter. I think let's balance this bad boy out. Um, unaltered perspective by inclination. Uh, a record that we had nearly two months before it dropped yeah. <laughs> um, because we got lucky with the distro setting it out early. Mm-hmm. Uh, this album is fantastic. Yep. So good. 
Another band, though, you picked an interesting follow-up to Vane because they also got hit with some social media Cancel. backlash just before they Cancel, Phil, for bringing up this band. You're an idiot. Um, no, they're yeah, not, look, they're they, now. It was a those comments were pretty fucked. It was, those comments were pretty fucked. Yeah. I think he misunderstood <laughs> what he was trying to say, and they came out, they kind of apologised and cleared the slate and then kind of disappeared for a little bit, and then, then the album came out and it's... It's incredible. Another band that I don't think gets the time of day. Yep. You know what? It, I don't know what it is, but I feel like, in my opinion, this whole straight edge hardcore stuff, I only hear a certain group of people talk about it, and I don't ever see it infiltrating other groups. Yeah. Would I be wrong in saying that? No. Yeah, you're right. Like, this is just as good as anything else that's come out this year, and a handful full of people talk about it in the forums that we, we kind of mix in but i'm i'm sure what genre is it i reckon it's, it's like, like melodic hardcore like it's like metal metal hardcore like yeah. it's got fucking a bit i don't know what yeah what i would call it but it's it's heavy it's hard it makes me want to like break stuff the i think the lyrics as well and even not just the lyrics but how they're delivered yeah. both from spoken word at the start of the record through the way that the screens like kind of come through throughout the record. I think it's just a really balanced approach at storytelling. Yeah. And although I'm not straight edge, fuck, you could convince me <laughs> like more of this kind of stuff and more of the, the way that the, the straight edge hardcore scene, in my opinion, is an outsider from not being straight edge, tell their stories. I think they're really well done. Um, and this is probably like cream of the crop in my opinion. Like, I think this is done really well, this record and, Again, not spoken about enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely, and it's um, it's awesome. We were both disappointed. I remember talking to you about it when we couldn't see pre-orders. The band wasn't uh, like replying to DMs about the album on their social media. They it happened so quick because remember they had they put up the album. They they had the two track. The yeah. thing through the perspective, whatever the fuck yep. the song was, um, and we got those flexies, and I'm so stoked we got those flexies. Me too. And then the the album came up to pre-save slash pre-order, and then all of a sudden all the Jesse Burnett stuff came out, and then Inclination was dragged into it, and yeah. all about the war and anti-Semitic comments and all that shit. And in, like it was like it happened simultaneously. The pre-orders came up, twenty-four hours later they were down, yep. and we didn't know what the fuck was going the songs on. Songs were gone too. And then yeah, it was it was nuts how quick it happened and what had happened, and then. Inclination got kind of that, okay, his comments were in relation to a question that was a shit question and it kind of stuffed him up, all that stuff. They came back and then all of a sudden they were up again and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Can we order this? Is it okay? We did it. Yeah, that's why we got it early too. Yeah. Because they must have pushed a release date out. Yeah. Because they had to push a pre-order out. So. Totally. Um, great record. One of my favorites of the year for sure. Yep, me too. Um, okay, so the next one I'm going to do is kind of one that I've kind of found recently um, in the last yep. three months. It's going to feature outside of my list, but I think it's well worth a chat, and that's uh, Spice, and the album name is Viv. I've never heard of this in my life, Dave. So this is a side project for Ross from Ceremony. 
So Ooh, okay. a bit of a soft, uh, softer approach. It's still in the hardcore realm, but it's not the, like, it's not heavy. It's not aggressive. It's just really sad, emotional, and just has a hint of that punk hardcore, um, music behind it. Um, really well delivered. The album's great. It's a really big step away from their first album, which I just kind yeah. of saw this, this popped up a few times on Instagram Kind of like the cover. It's the guy. It's a guy standing on the like on a cliff above like a quarry, and yep. um, yeah. So I I dug, went down the rabbit hole, kind of did some research about it. Saw some people talking about it and gave it quite a few listens. I'm pretty sure I shared it, but it's fine. It's one of those things. Like I I do send out a few <laughs> quite a number of links. <laughs> So um, it's hard to keep up and, and listen to everything, which is fine. But, um, mm. yeah, I really think this is one of those albums that um, I think is pretty big in the in the American side of things. But, um, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. Wait, you did share this, actually, because I think you didn't share it directly with me. You shared it in a group and said this one person would like it, and then I really enjoyed it as well. You did? I think so. Okay. Or is that a lot, so, a lot of music energy. Yeah. So um, I'd pair this up with, so I've been listening to this and then going into an al- another album that came out later this year, which is Soft Kill Canary Yellow. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll do a little chat about now. It's like kind of, I've heard someone say it's like the cure in the modern day. It's got some similarities, not 100%. Like, I think you said this to me. I think you said this to me in... Yeah, I think I have the same reaction as I have now. Is that it kind of makes me a little bit sick to my stomach? Okay, well, there's some resemblance. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a carbon copy, but there's resemblance. No, there. so like you hear about when you hear some of the the notes that he hits and hear some of yeah. the sounds. There is a resemblance there to the QR. It's kind of sending a similar message. It's like new wavey yeah. kind of alternate like. I don't know, but um, that's something I've been really listening to and kind of gravitating to in the last month, and it's just kind of just slowing down a little bit. So that's another album I wanted to talk about was Soft Kill, Canary Yellow, Mm -hmm. and Spice, Viv. So they're two albums that kind of I pair up together. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about a heavy hitter because I think we – yeah, I'm just talking about a few heavy hitters. Sorry, Dave. I'll I'll get back to some – some peasant records as well soon, but I'm going to talk about peasant Daisy record. Chain by Slowly Slowly. Okay. The singles um, compilation. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've done a lot of thinking about this record since it came out. When we when it came out, we spoke about it on the pod that too many singles had come out too early in advance. Five singles, I think it was, on like an 11-track record. Not even, I don't think, actually. It might have been more singles. I can't remember. Um... And so when this came out, I don't think it was as surprising. But what I've found since that record had come out is that even though it wasn't as exciting on release day, it stacks up really well still. And I think now that I'm past the whole, the new songs didn't excite me as much Mm -hmm. because I knew all the singles, I knew it was coming in the record. I think this record is one of the best of the year. Really? And to be honest, all the records we talk about are going to be some of the best of the year, and then we'll rattle off a few others that we don't talk about, to be frank. Um, but I think it's undeniable about what this band is doing for the Australian scene, bridging that gap from 
alternative side of the scene to the Triple J audience, to the just regular punter. Um, I think they're doing it in a really unique way. Um, you know, when Tenleaf Clover got big or when Jellyfish got big, they could have jumped the gun, you know, and started writing exactly what the customer and Triple J would have wanted, but they didn't. They just wrote what they wanted to. And I think watching their recent mini-movie um, that came out from their show at the forum and, and the release of this record, they talk about race car blues being what they thought they wanted to be, which straight away is not what the Triple J customer wanted. It's probably more what we wanted in the scene, and that's why it's probably still my favourite record, race car blues. But Daisy Chain felt like what they were, and I still feel like this is a really balanced record. It's got elements of what they what they used to do. It's got elements of what they want to do. It's fun. It makes you want to dance. It makes you want to cry. Like It's got everything, right? And I think... It needs its time, and I think it's going to age extremely well, just like all their other records have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I kind of didn't listen to this as much as probably I should have. So I listened to it. I was like, "Oh, yep, there's a single. There's a single." Um, track number three isn't nothing on. That really, oh, the best song. You don't like it? It didn't really. It didn't really work for me on a few listens. So. Uh, the kind of interrupt the single the, nothing on or the not the not single uh, the not single I don't think nothing oh, on the first non single of the record the first non single of the record was questionable at best yeah so that kind of tripped me up a little bit I don't know I'm a big person for flow I'll turn it around sorry um, yeah. I remember seeing on a lot of pages because we're on a few pages people were like oh, I'm gonna get this album tattooed on me and all this kind of stuff I really wasn't feeling that as much as I as much as them, but God is an unbelievable song. Um, yeah, so I probably yeah. need to sit more time with it. And, um, yeah, I love Slowly Slowly too. Uh, just they're one of those bands that, like Pile of Love, you can kind of put them on at any time. It kind of will be palatable for, for most people. And yeah. I really hope they, they actually kind of do hit that big time and, kind of grow a lot bigger than what they are because they really deserve it. They work hard. They're really, really good to their fans and really responsive yeah. and just really love being part of the scene. So, Yeah, they're, they're good to their fans. They, I still say to this day, they arguably could have headlined. I mean, them and Thornhill could have headlined Unify that night. Um, they were really, really good. Uh, I've seen them play uh, in Wollongong. And they, they played a big room show in this tiny room, and it was incredible. Went to their reimagined set on the release of um, Daisy Chain in, in Sydney. Amazing show. They're coming out next year, and they're bringing out freaking Turnover, which is massive. Heaven She's going to be on it. Between You and Me are going to be on it. It's bridging all the gaps. It's fucking just awesome. So I, I hope they just get massive. Uh, I love them so much. Yeah, me too. All right. Great. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to hit you with another what I think is a heavy hitter. Keeping you up. Sorry, I was just yawning. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, heavy, what, what do you think is a heavy hitter? Well, the heavy, well, it's a heavy hitter for me, and I think it's a heavy hitter for the, the sound that I've been really chasing this year, and that's Gris Klein by Birds in Row. Very good. They are just incredible. So I was listening through their uh, discography today and really just going through and just being able to hear the the change 
and the growth in the band is incredible from like 10 years ago. Yeah. Gris Klein is one of those albums that I think will change their trajectory in a big way. Like they're a band that we were mm-hmm. talking about. I think I was telling you guys, you and Chuck about it, where they still take donations for their merch. Mm. So like it's pay what you want. You can pay five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. And the, they they're actually yeah. making more money from doing that because they're still in that DIY um, headspace. They yeah. also recorded this in the studio that Cold of Luna records. So the, this has been released on on Red Creek, uh, which is yeah. the Cold of Luna uh, label. Yeah, sounds super clean. It's kind of. I'm going to say refined. I know we don't really like using that that kind of term, but for the sound, for the for the genre, it's really quite refined and cleaned up a lot from the like the yeah. the the screamo kind of stuff. But I just love this album. I just when I finish it, I want to listen to it again and and just and and just go around in circles with it. It's just catchy. I love the French accent in the the vocals and. And the the oomph behind them, it's just really unique and yeah, I love it. Yeah. No, it's a great record. I really enjoyed it. I didn't give it as much time because it's just so much music to listen to this year. Yeah. Um, but I remember when it did come out, I was right on it. And and I think, yeah, it's one that I'll revisit, I'm sure. And it's gonna age really well. Yeah. And I'm really gra- glad I grabbed that copy of it from resist because yeah. from, from what I can tell, it's actually pretty hard to come by. So the distros are in like the UK and Europe and stuff like that. Yeah. So it might be a while before we see another copy out here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I don't know if I should cancel myself now or if I should talk about another heavy hitter before I get into canceling myself on a few hot takes. Um, <laughs> Let's wait for the <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I might wait till the end, and then you guys have to listen to all this waffle anyway. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the last band out of the – is it four bands that I'm quoting? Pile of Love, Anxious, Koyo, and Arm's Length, who released Never Before Seen, Never Again Found. Um, this is a real special release. This might be one of the most special releases of the year, in my opinion. Um I remember when I listened to this for the first time, I reckon I put this in every single group chat I'm in, messaged every person I know and said, listen to this record. It's, it's incredible. And I think you're going to love it. And then it just blew up. Like, I think I've seen it. It just, I think it just, the people listening to this record just keep, kept growing yeah. um, on socials, in our friendship groups. I think people are starting to listen to this record more. Uh, I mean, I get I, 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 the emotion that I have around this record, I think, is quite high. Um, did you like it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't give it as much time because I was like in a different realm. But I'm yeah, I'm really sad that you didn't ask me if I wanted a copy when you purchased yours because I'm now trying to find one. Pretty sure I, I put up and said, "Hey, fellas, I'm buying this record," and no one got back to me. No, because I listened to it when so- you put it up. And I was like, already super sad. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a right song for me. There's a blue copy up on up on their site, I think. Where you, do you get the pink and white smash? 
I'm not gonna lie, Dave. I got both. So if you want one, you can have one. <laughs> I got I got pretty much every variant of every record they had available because they had their EP split as well on there. Oh, okay. So I think I've got a few arm's length records waiting for me at Con Gateway. Well, um, so you can have the blue one, Dave. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank Happy you. New Year. Oh, I'll, I'll buy it off you. I I do really enjoy it. Um, it just yeah, it, it was just a little bit outside of the realm that I was the mood that I was in there, the mindset. But I've been listening to it more and more since, and I'm really, yeah, really clicking with it. It's just one of those albums that you see everywhere um, now. It's like, it literally was like you put that message in the group chat, then it was on Instagram stories, then people are, yeah, people that you'd sent it to were sending it to people overseas, and they were getting it. It just, yeah, it was, it was incredible to watch actually. It was, it was really quick. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't even know how I found it. I think I was either on a playlist or I think I'd been looking because they, they, I can't even remember, they threw Wax Bodega maybe, I think they were, and I was on their Instagram or something. I can't remember. And um, I heard a snippet of a song. I think it must have been off Wax Bodega's Instagram, actually. Yeah. I remember hearing a snippet being like, all right, what's going on here? It sounds very up my alley, very emo. <laughs> you know, it's emo record of the year for sure. Um and when I say emo, I mean like more traditional emo. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, I mean, it's so special. The way that they bring back themes and stories throughout the record, like storytelling here is A1, one of the best you'll hear. Yeah. The way they, they bring back themes, they bring back riffs and chords throughout the record that make you trigger emotions from previous songs is just really, really special. Um, and by the time you get to the end of the record, right, it, you listen to it and the song starts quite like somber and then it builds up. And then by the end, you're like, I need to put this song on right, right away and listen to the album again. And it, you just go on this cycle and cycle, cycle of it. And I think they're a, a small band and they're, they're going to get big. Mm-hmm. The, the, these four group of bands, like they're going to become special. And I think the albums and the EPs we've gotten from them in the last year or two, I'm going to go down as like some of the best records of the 2010s 2020s fuck jesus we're old um yeah yeah it's real special i think and it's a new wave i think of emo that we haven't seen yet it's good to see i'm really really keen to see where they're going they're from canada as well which is pretty cool so they're breaking that american back like they share a a border but not a lot of that really good like canadian music gets picked up in the state so it's good to see no. That was a good one. Yeah, I get real emotional talking about that record. Every time I listen to it, like I was talking to you and I'm like, fuck. There's a few, there's a few records this year that when I put them on, it makes me kind of want to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of them. The other one we'll talk about later. But yeah, this is this is real special. No, it is. And um, I'm sure I'll develop similar kind of feelings to it the more I listen to it. Yeah. Right, Dave, I'm going to put to you, do you have a record on here that makes you cry? Let's talk about it, unless it's like the one that we're not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that one almost does, <clears throat> but um, Hello Sun does the same thing for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, really nice. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, coming up, yeah, but <laughs> thanks for doing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick, pick a record. All right. Okay, so next for me um, is oh, I'm not going to go cancelled yet. Is an album. That do we just do it? Do you want to do it now? Do you want to get cancelled right now? 
Let's talk about a few records that we don't like. That we don't like. All right. Or if you want to go, why would you get cancelled? What are you going to get cancelled for? JJ. I don't want to. You can bring that up. Um. So the Wait, album who? I want to talk about next is Hygiene by Drug Church. Oh, I just realized what you meant by JJ, you bastard. Uh, Drug Church, Hygiene, great record. Yeah. Um, I actually think, like these guys have been around, they've got five records, but I think they kind of fit into that four, that group of bands that you're talking about that are kind of changing or going to change that landscape um, of mm. music going forward. They're doing their own thing. They were just a bunch of guys um, until they got picked up by pure noise, they were just a bunch of guys who were just kind of coasting along, making yeah. making music, making whatever they want, really wanted to. Um, but now they're with pure noise. They've actually got a bit of a purpose, and they've got a really good direction, uh, some really good storytelling in a different kind of sound that you used to. So it's very yeah. unique. So you could hear a drug jerk song come on, and you would know it's that if you're familiar with them. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think they they have really big following in the scene as well, and it's just a testament to like they've been around for five five albums, so they're probably not in the realm of of those bands. But I think they're paving the way a little bit for these new bands like Arms Length and stuff like that to to kind of come along that are yeah. a little bit different. So yeah, yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out. Um, another another release that kind of came out around a lot of different stuff. So I think it came out the same week as Vane did and uh, Cold of Luna, Anxious. Oh, okay. So really early in the year. So it's really taken a while mm-hmm. to grow on me, but it's really cool. And they've had, a, they've had an EP that was really cool called Tawny that came out in 2020, just before COVID started. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, check out Drug Church. They're really good. No, love it. I think they're... Uh... I remember listening to that on my couch when I first connected my PS5 through to what's it called? Fucking Apple Music. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to listen to it through the speaker and I really enjoyed it. And I don't know why I didn't go back, to be frank. Um, but It's probably a little bit punk for you, actually, I thought. So. I think, um, yeah, but I, I don't think it's as, as punk as other stuff. I think it's less punk as earlier stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's why I liked it, to be frank, but... Um, yeah. Anyways, do you want to just go through and bring up the band that we, we were about to bring up before and try and like scathe, be, be a bit scathing with it? Okay, you go. Lead the way. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance, Jackpot Juicer. Maybe one of the most device, divisive records of the year or album of the year contenders, in my opinion. Yeah. Actually, no. I'm not going to say it's the most defi- divisive because I think one that I'm going to shit on soon it's maybe the most divisive opinion I have. But this record, um, to me, had one of the most... Turbulent releases. Turbulent is a great word, Dave. Thank you. Turbulent releases of any album this year. Maybe Counterparts is a close second because that release was pretty fucking crazy mm-hmm. as well. But I think given the gravity of the situation with Dance Gavin Dance, what happened with Tillian, the timing of it all, um, what ended up happening is 
they just released a record anyway and said we're proud of these songs. You know, their bassist died. Like when Tim died, that was a sad day. A month later, Tillian gets, or a month later, a few months later, Tillian gets called out for, you know, being abusive, right? What the fuck do you do as a band where two of the main, like, life forces of the band get die and then get caught cancelled, like, within two months? It's enough to, like, make your hair go grey, for real. Mm-hmm. And they had all these songs and they're like, like, we're going to release it because they had... Like, what do you do, right? I don't, I don't know what you do. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tillian denied the allegations, and I think it's really great now because more information has come out, and I don't even know the full extent of it all. Um, I'm talking myself into a hole right now. <laughs> but the record came out, and we're here to talk about the music. Uh, what did you think, Dave? I didn't even want to listen to it at the start when it first got brought out because we were in the... Uh, in the group chat, and it was pretty, um, pretty simpy in there, like very, well, uh, very dance. Gavin well, Dance is the only band ever, and all this kind of stuff, and and really like um, math post like math isn't really the the kind of genre for me. I like a, a lot of structure. I guess is the best best way to put it. But once all the yeah. dust settled. And I was able to just sit down, not have everyone tell me this is the greatest album ever, this is the best thing ever, that Tillian isn't cancelled and all this kind of stuff. I was able to just sit down and just take it in as as it, as it is. It's just a bunch of songs. Forget the, forget the media around it and all that kind of stuff. And it actually grew on me a lot. And it's kind of been the the gateway album into kind of delving in to the band a little bit more. So it's one of those stories that for me is that like, just take some time sometimes and you've got to kind of get out of your own head and, and kind of just listen. And yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. I don't go back to it as much as I probably should because it's pretty long. It's like 17 songs, 18 songs, I think. Yeah. And um, it does for me, get a little bit repetitive, but I liked it enough to to grab it on the um, on the restock. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I quite thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this record is. I don't. I can't remember a time where I've been so giddy like in in the lead up to a release, um, and then it got leaked, and I didn't care because I VC'd the vinyl. I'm allowed to, I'm, I'm going to legally stream that bad boy for a few days. I don't care. I've spent enough money on records on the, for this album. Yeah. Uh, and I was so giddy listening to it and it just blew my mind. And then the records landed pretty much on release weekend. Um, it was just incredible spinning them. The variants are beautiful. Best picture discs I've ever seen. The splatters are like absolutely unreal. Uh, the songs are it's some of the best dance game and dance music ever. And I mean, I'm not going to talk about my rankings of Dance Gavin Dance albums because I'm sure we'll talk about it one day, but Cheeky Insight is arguably the second best. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a big feat to, to achieve after only being out for six months. Um, and it's just so special. Like, from front to end, the music video, seeing Tim play, hearing, like, his bass throughout the album and just thinking about, number one, he's an incredible bassist, maybe one of the best bassists we had in the scene especially when you accompany bass in this kind of music, you know, swan core, very math, 
very like fucking the guitars are doing their things. The bass needs to kind of hold down the fort. It's just so fucking good. And it, I got so emotional listening to it, watching the video clips. Um, the lyrical content is traditional dance, Gavin dance, but there was more real talk on this record than I think most dance, Gavin dance records <laughs> in a way. And I think it just done something to me and it's a very special record to me. And I just loved it. I loved it so much. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Just a band. And yeah. I know how much they mean to you. So like, and that's kind of why I did sit down and let the dust settle and, and actually just not concentrate on what the things that I didn't like about Swancore and kind of just took it in as it was because we could, I could tell, I could read uh, or I could tell how much it just meant to you and how, how hard it hit you. Yeah. And especially because you bought, yeah. you VC'd it as well straight off the bat. Why you had never VC'd a record before. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or not like one that fucking was like this. Yeah. So um, I can see how it was very huge for everyone. So every all their fans, like everyone revered it who was, yeah. who was still on board. So it's, it's incredible. It's aged really well. I think the music holds up. Like a lot of Dance Gavin Dance does. Like if you like Dance Gavin Dance and Swan Koi, it will hold up. And... I think this was number one on my streaming for like three months. Yeah. I think it took for another record to come out in September for that to drop or October or whatever it came out for this to drop. And I think that's pretty special for any record to hold, especially in a year when you've got so much music coming out. Pretty special in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's a good one. All emotional arms length. Dance, Gavin, dance. What are we going to talk about now? Um, do you want to shoot on one? <laughs> I'm kidding. Nah, well, it's I'm going good... to cut in. Too late, Dave. Too late, Dave. Right. We're talking about Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> Off you go. I need to get these pop records through, right? There's a few I want. I might just smash them all out now quick. Yep. Can I do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Mr. Taylor Lee. Swift, Midnight's masterpiece, in my opinion. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, on that I know the listener Taylor Swift don't think this album stacks up. I don't know why. I think this is a, a mix of all of her greatest music since 1989 on a record. There are elements of 1989, which people love. There are elements of reputation in a way that people love. There are definitely elements of lover that people love um, that are on there. And even the acoustic stuff in Folklore and Evermore, I can, I can hear a lot of the songwriting coming through on these tracks. I think it's a perfect record, in my opinion, and one of my favourite Taylor Swift records to date. Um, I've spoken about it quite a lot. Um, in previous episodes, I featured it one week and then just talking about it. Um, yeah, it's just great. And I mean, I'm, I follow a lot of Instagram accounts that are more Taylor Swift-centric than alternative-centric, and a lot of them didn't really rate this too highly in their end-of-year reviews which really blew my mind, in my opinion. Um, I think this is going to age extremely well, and I think in five, ten years' time, people are going to look back on Midnight's and think it was as big as any of others, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I listened to it through a few times. Uh, Lauren's the the Swifty fan in in our house and she was like, yeah. oh, I don't know how I feel about it. Very similar to what you're saying, but her in saying that her favorite 
uh, Taylor Swift album is Fearless. So she didn't really listen to Evermore yeah. and, and Folklore at all because she yeah. didn't really vibe with that 19, uh, the national sound, sorry, the national sound that kind of went with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but she's actually come around big time. And um, I've listened to it through a few times, so I really enjoy it. I don't see much of an issue with, like, the sound and how it sounds. It's, it's like, fairly mature compared to her other stuff. And, like, yeah. it tackles, a f- like, a, like a, a, a range of different um, scenarios and, and different themes. And I really think, like you're saying, it's going to be one that's going to be hanging around for a little while. I don't think you'll... You'll hear people talking about um, folklore or evermore as much as they'll be talking about midnights in five years' time. Oh, Dave, that's a hot take. That is a really hot take, Dave, and I'm here for it. I'm really here for it. Um, I think the style of pop that she does on this record too is is like the benchmark of pop that's coming around today. I talk about artists like Fletcher the other week, um, even bands like the 1975 who are going down that more pop route. Mm-hmm. I think they look at Taylor Swift and the way that she composes her songs with her songwriters and everything like that, even the style and the aesthetic and like, you know, the, what you think of and what you feel when you hear that, uh, the tracks, that's a benchmark. And she set that standard. And I think it's going to be a really influential record for a lot of pop to come. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Um, so any more pop ones? And I just want to say, I just want to say, did you see that she broke the record this year? Um, this was the first record since the 70s, Michael Jackson record in the 70s, that sold more vinyl than CDs in that year. Yep. I don't know what people are going to say. CDs aren't a thing. I don't want to hear it. That is impressive on any on any measure. So, Especially when there was no singles. I think that's the other thing as well. She just dropped the album, no singles. Like It was just put out there in the world and, and let's see what happens. I think that's crazy. She released it at midnight, and then three hours later, she released her deluxe edition, being like, here are my 3AM tracks yeah. that I, I wanted to feature. Like, what the fuck? Who does that? The balls on Taylor Swift are so big. She's the, she's the biggest pop star in the world. Yeah. Still. Absolutely. And will continue to be, because she doesn't need to do... She can do less, you know, and she's still going to be number one. Yeah. Okay, is there any other pop albums you want to talk about while we're in this kind of... Um, I'm just going to mention Joji really quickly, Smithereens. Mm-hmm. It's probably more R&B even, and probably, yeah, probably more R&B this record than it is pop. I spoke about it as my feature record a few episodes ago, so I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I just want to highlight this is one of the best records of the year, no matter what you listen to sound-wise. Um, Joji did something really special here. I think he captured a feeling that we've been feeling the last few years, so I think if you do give it a listen you'll feel a lot listening to this record. And I know, Dave, I've got I've got the receipts. I've got the screenshots. Talk to me about what you felt listening to this record after we recorded the last pod where I talked about it. <laughs> it took Don't me, be shy. It took, me, <laughs> it took me the rest of the album to get over the first song. Oh, fuck. Bleak. And, like, I'm like brutal, hey. and I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I have the mental capacity to get over this. <laughs> I'm telling you about Dave. You live this sad lifestyle, and it's the best. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. It was fun. It right, was I don't think that. Uh, is there any other pop records I want to talk about? 
even if I just mention, I'm just going to mention a few that are out of the alternative space. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to go into detail about them. Mm-hmm. But since we spoke about the start of the year, I want to say Moss by Maya Hawke. Yes, she was in Stranger Things. Her music is really good. Very just like that indie pop stuff. It's amazing. I want to call that out. I want to call out uh, Fletcher again. That deserves a conversation in the album of the year talk. I want to talk about Scissor SOS. A few weeks ago, she released an R&B record of the year, in my opinion. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Loyal Kana, a UK rapper, he released Hugo that I really want to talk about that I think deserves some time. And Last Dinosaurs from Mexico with Love I featured last week. Just wanted to call it out there. Don't forget about it. Go listen to it. We can go back to our emo shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um... How many more do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't much time. I don't, know. Let's, I don't know. Let's just keep going. Okay. There's a few more. Yep. All right. There's actually a few more. Yeah, there's a few more. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. That's fine. I'm just um, wary of the time. And How many do you have? Well, there's a list of 70 here, so I could I could pick a few more. So um, the next one I want to talk about, I don't think it'll feature in any of our lists, but I think it's really important to talk about, and that's um, Heavy Pendulum by Cave In. Oh, this actually, you know, you know, what's really funny about this. I had, I wanted to do like a bit of a power round of like two themes of records that I don't think will feature in our list, but I think we need to talk about. Okay. Um, and that was one of them. I also want to put in the same list, Norma Jean, Death Rattle Sing For Me as well. Okay. I'm not sure if you had that in your list, but um, talk me through uh, Heavy Pendulum. So, Cave-In have been, like, they're a huge band. They've been around since, like, the early 90s. They kind of pioneered some of the the early 2000s metalcore. Then really changed their sound. So, like, they they, um, had Until Your Heart Stops, then went into Jupiter and Antenna, which are two, Antenna's, uh, like, one of the biggest um, rock, like, one of those bands, or one of those albums that is on a major label. So it's not going to yeah. and it's on RCA. Um, huge issues because they left the label and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this is actually the first album since they lost their bassist, Caleb. Um, yeah. So they did a tribute, which was uh, called End Transmission, which had some stuff that he'd kind of written on, but he was a bit of a driving force for the band. Unfortunately, he yeah. passed away in a car accident. And um, this is kind of, I guess you could say, like a return to form. It's a big leap of faith for them as well as a band. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really great, like, heavy rock album. I don't think it's a, like, I think it's metalcore. I don't think it's much, like, it's just really great, heavy, heavy rock. And, um, yeah. yeah, I just really enjoy it. It's. I don't enjoy it as much as some of the album. Uh, the albums, obviously, they're on my list, but I really think it's worth talking about because they're um they're huge and they're awesome. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really listen to it. Yeah, I listened to it a bit. I couldn't get into it. Yeah. It's just not for me. I listened to Antenna and I prefer that, but I really struggle with this record. Yeah, I understand that, and I remember when we were listening to BBC One, they played. Um, yeah. Um, it's a song. I'm not going to say, I did enjoy the live bike version. Yeah. I think they're, they're tight and his vocals are so good, hey? Yeah. And he's like, 
we'll, we'll do an episode of them um, at another time. But he's got a oh, new reality. Um, yeah, he's had some um, really interesting like upbringing and stuff like that. So, yeah, give that a listen. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. It's great. I remember when the pre-orders went up, I jumped and grabbed whatever one was left because they went up overnight. But it was um, yeah, it was exciting times. Good. Um, I know we've gone a bit over, but let's just keep doing this for a little bit. Sure. Like I'm sure it's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just there's a few. I think there's some there's some things we just need to talk about. Okay. Uh, for sure. Um, both from a local point of view, both from a big picture point of view, that I think needs a time. And you know, the the world needs our opinions on these albums, or you know, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So. I don't want to end on a shit note before we get into our power rankings, so I'm going to bring it down a little bit now, get myself cancelled, and then hopefully my power rankings bring everyone back up. <laughs> but I want to talk about three records in particular that I think you're going to, that two records I think you're going to get a lot of love in there in a lot of album of the year rankings that I've seen on socials, and one of them which I think is a bomb that I think we just need to talk about, given that we spoke about we did a whole episode on this band this year. Um, but first, I want to talk about Parkway Drive, Darker Still. Now, this is, I think, a really momentous record for Australian music, right? I don't think there's been as ambitious of a as an ambitious of a record for a big, for arguably the biggest export for Australian music, mm-hmm. right, in the last five ten years, than Darker Still by Parkway Drive. Now, we spoke last week that. I haven't really listened to much Parkway since Deep Blue, but really Horizons. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've listened to Atlas since, and it's a great record. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep listening to it a bit more. Um, but I did listen to Darker Still a few times because I did, you know, understand the occasion, understand what's happening. It's not for me. I'm going to say it straight off the bat. It's not for me, but I can really respect what Parkway do. And I think even though it's not going to feature on my list, and I'm probably assuming it's not going to feature on yours, I think we just need to talk about it. Yeah. I think they, obviously, as you said, <clears throat> the bigger, big, biggest export. Um, I also agree that this is going to make some serious waves. Yeah. Overseas, especially. And that's the audience that they're aiming for. They're not... They're not aiming for fifteen-year-old uh, Dave and twelve-year-old Phil yeah. anymore. They like they're not. We're not going to make them the money or the, earn them the living that they yeah. need to. And I I respect that. Um, there are still people that that are like diehard Parkway fans that are going to love this as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what they're actually doing for people our age that have come through the scene is unbelievably impactful. So the Australian mm. story that they did, every everybody I know oh, watched that. Even though if they don't listen to Parkway Drive, they watch that. That was one of the saddest things I've seen all year. And But not surprising at all. Surprising. And I think that's what was like why it was so sad. It was not surprising and yeah. it was it was brutal to watch. hundred yeah. percent. yeah. I know what you mean. But it's like it's going to work in a good way. Like people are going to start being open and honest. I don't even think that. I don't even consider that you would split money between different members 
through their role in the band. I thought everyone just got everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So really opened my eyes to the business side of things. Not that I'm going to start a band that's going to make money or anything like that, but it really opened my eyes to the roles that people have in bands. These people that kind of come along for the ride and just kind of just go along with it. But they're a band that's big enough to basically they could set themselves up in Europe and never come back. Yeah. Yeah, they could. And I don't think it was even that that shocked me. Like I'm well, I, I'm, I think I'm maybe, I don't think band members are paid the same mm. to be honest. And I think that that wasn't what was surprising. I think um, it was just hard seeing, you know, the toxicity, like how toxic the scene was and is really. Yeah. And behaviors of people in their friend groups and people, how they just treat people, right, um, on tour and things like that. And I think it was just really eye-opening to see. Um, and the fact that they're doing that, they're announcing these massive tours, they don't care. They're doing it because they want to do it. They're not doing it because they need to get paid. Yeah. Right? So I think it's a big record, and I think in 10 years' time, we're going to look back on this record and, and acknowledge that this is – it could be the, the apex mountain of Parkway Drive. You know, it could be this is their, their big record, and then whatever happens after this – like, who knows? It could be like architects and shit. <laughs> yeah, they could be bigger than architects. I think in some ways they are. Architects. They are bigger. They're, I think they're bigger than architects for sure. Yeah. Um, which we'll just quickly touch on. I didn't listen to this record too much. I did not like the classic symptoms of a broken spirit. Um, I hate myself for not listening to it more, to be honest. But did you listen to it much? I did not give it one full listen. It was really hard to get through, and when I see them in Feb, whenever they're coming, I'm sure I'll like it when they play these songs mixed in with their oilier stuff, the same way that I felt with Ammo and Bring Me the Horizon when I saw them play those songs live, but this was a this was a tough record to get through. What, what ruined it for me was that the last single that they bought out and had this bang an intro and they just oh, I didn't just went back, soft, back yeah. to back to yeah. whatever it was and it's unfortunate uh, I know they copped a lot of flack for this album so I'm not I'm not gonna kind of spend too much time on it but they had to justify themselves as creators and stuff like that um, they yeah. copped some really mean stuff and I'm not gonna go into that but I don't know let them if you don't like it, just don't listen. Like it's easy as that. Yeah. And that's all I'm really going to say. It's just it's tough, but sometimes people you... talk about their decline. But I still think their previous album was nearly a perfect record. Not perfect in regards to where it stacks up in Architects records, mm-hmm. but standalone, really great. And I think I credit their songwriting. This record, I feel like they just missed the mark a bit. I'm sure it's not doom and gloom. They're 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 old enough and ugly enough to be able to bounce back from this for sure. But yeah, I just think it was disappointing. Yeah. We can't always talk about the good stuff. Hey? Yeah. And sometimes you got to miss to, to bounce back and, and kind of learn from, from that. So I don't think it's all lost for, for them, but um, yeah, I don't know. Talking about a decline, you've got arguably, arguably the three, some of the, the three best albums going around. In a very long yeah. time, it's really hard to keep up that momentum. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one more record before we get out of this 
before I have to try and dig myself out of this hole. Okay. Uh, and this is one that I've been really vocal about. I mean, let's go back to last year, right? Um, I copped a lot of heat for being quite vocal that I didn't like Spirit Box. Eternal Blue, whatever the fuck that record's called. Oh. I didn't I didn't hate the record, um, but I didn't think it was album of the year worthy. I did think it was quite boring, um, but I didn't think there was no talent. I didn't think there was no skill. I didn't think it... I, I listened to it a bit, right? But I just couldn't grasp it like I have other records, right? Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind, is the Spirit Box record of 2022. I know I'm probably going to get slammed for that, and I'm probably, yeah, it's a good record. It, it's, I, I, I get it, but it is not for me. I think it's quite boring. The TikTok song made it something that I think was to be wanted. And I think a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon of, of Bad Omens on the back of that. Um, their earlier records are really good. I went back and listened to the earlier stuff and I'm really impressed um, by them. But this record didn't do it for me. It was too much of trying to do the mainstream thing that I think they just missed it. It was like a, it was so formula. It was so formulaic. Is that the word? It was just a formula, mm-hmm. and they followed this formula, and I was like, "Fuck!" Right? I didn't like how they did that. Not that a lot of the other music I listen to doesn't follow a, a formula as well, but this record just did not do it for me. And I know I'm pr- probably going to get flamed for it because every second person their dog is talking about how good this record is. Um, but this one just didn't do it for me. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, because you're too cool, Dave. You listen to all like the cave in, bro. And like... <laughs> well, I listened to you talk about it. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff about it, and a lot of people like it's bring me 2.0. I'm like, oh, I like bring me. I'll just Please. that is so insulting to bring me. I'll just I'll just stay in my lane. I'm like, I do feel like, me, are they metalcore? Are they in that? Fuck, they're boring core, bro. Well, are they? <laughs> technically, they I think metalcore is saturated, and I know that that's going to come back to bite me. Like, there's there's so many bands out there. They like it's it's like well, in the forums that we kind of frequent a little bit. It's like metalcore is the only call. Like you look at Spotify Wrapped, there was like ninety eight percent of people's number one genre was metalcore. Like there is more yeah. out there, more out there, and I don't think there's much variety in it. Really, like it's like a singer may uh, sound look, different. Uh, the formulas are still the same. You go, yeah, um, breakdown choruses. Like it's just it's. It's just becoming generic and samey for me anyway, but everyone could probably listen to the hardcore stuff that I like and probably say the same thing. So look, not first. I I have always said this about spirit box. I'm going to say the exact same thing about bad omens. When I see these songs live and I will go to their, I will go to see them both at not fest. I hope they do side shows because I'd love to see more of them. Uh, I hope I change my mind. Like a lot of bands I listen to, when I see them live, it changes my mind because I think it gives new life to these songs and I see it a bit differently. I'm not trying to say this album's shit, but it just I thought it was a little bit boring. I'm not saying it's bad. I respect other people's opinions, but I think we can't go through an album of the year list and not bring up these records, and my, this is my opinion. So, sorry. <laughs> okay, so 
Um, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> there's one more I want to talk about in this kind of um, in this kind of theme. And oh, okay. And that's um, Chat Pile's God God's Country. I do not understand what. Tell us in this record. Yeah, it's like um, hardcore from Connecticut, and the guys really. Oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not get this either. And like. It's just really kind of off the beaten track. It's on a lot of people's number, like, end of year list. I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I don't really understand, but... <laughs> it's something. This was a really confusing record for me. Yeah. I tried. I really did. I listened to it, like, four or yeah. five times, and I'm just like, I can't get past the singer's vocals. I even listened to an interview with him because that usually helps me kind of connect with the band a little bit more. And, um, yeah, it was just really, really interesting. I understand because it is very different. So it's not that, not the same thing that everyone's listening to, but yeah, I thought we'd just bring that up as a, as a bit of a miss for me. Yeah. No, I think it's a good one. I, I don't think I have any other misses. I think I really want to talk about. I think we can thankfully put the misses to bed. They're the misses. All right, that's good. Misses done. Let's bring us back up with one of the grooviest, boppiest, boppiest records of the year. Dave, can you guess what I'm thinking of? No. Uh, Euthanasia by Straight from the Path. Oh, I wouldn't say it. Arguably one of the coolest records of the year, in my opinion. It's the angriest record of the year, I reckon. Do you reckon? Yeah. He mad. Henry. Yeah, but he, 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 he doing it cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck man. What, what a record. Every, I said this to you last week or the other week, cause I finally got my record, my vinyl. Every time I listen to this record, I just want to like, I didn't want to hardcore. I don't even want to break things. I just want to dance. I just want to like move my body yeah. because it's so like, Oh, so just like cool, it's contagious. Yeah, it's it's extremely well written, and they're like it's, they've been around for ages, and it's a really good progression from Internal Atomics. Yeah, gets you moving. Yeah, it's just it's it's contagious. It's infectious. It's, it's a that's going to be a Mad Mosh record when there's, when there's tours. Oh. Like fuck, bro, there are going to be people getting hurt because yeah. every song you're just like, it's not even the beats and like, you know, it's got the key, it's got the drums. It's got, you can two step to it. You can like fucking spin kick and stuff. It's, you just want to like grab someone and just punch them. (laughs) No, that's what I'm ever going to do. But like, it just is like, it's just fuck the police, man. That's how I feel. (laughs) It sounds like, what is this? Like typical Australian nerdy boy listens to straight from the path once. And all of a sudden he's like, a cab, but like, (laughs) um, Fuck, what a record. And, and talking about one thing I love to talk about, runs of tracks. The opening three tracks on this record, arguably four, primo. Yeah. Really good shit. Like, no, the first four tracks, Needful Things, May You Live Forever, three in guillotine. You need to get, you need to have a bottle of water nearby for when you finish that run because you're going to be sweaty. <laughs> You'll be parched. 
Um, oh. And it even finishes off like huge. Um, Dude, ladder work, the, the spoken word at the end where it's like the phone and it's like talking about euthanasia and yeah. repress a button and the guy's like pressing the button. I'm just like, fuck, bro. Like, give me goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Even law abiding citizen, that's like, oh, insane. yeah. So the whole album's really good. Um, love it. They're just. Yeah, love that. That's good shit. They, that's really good shit. They, they're kind of maturing. You can you see them growing into themselves. You've known they've yeah. been around for ages. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with an early one, which was um, one of my two surprises for the year. Surprised that I liked them. Um, really? Yes. And that's Comeback Kids Heavy Steps. Well, yeah, you did pick this up pretty late, hey? Oh, no. I, maybe. I got it in the middle of the year. Anyway, uh, but I was surprised that I liked it that much. And it, it gives me the same feelings that Stray gives you. It's just... Oh, yeah. It makes you want a two-step for sure. Yeah. It's like, fuck. And they're just another band like Stray that kind of have been making similar kind of records for so long now that they're like staple in the scene. But this, for whatever reason, just hit me a little bit different to some of their like more recent albums. Like Wake the Dead's probably one of the best hardcore songs ever. Yeah. Um, this has some... You going to their show? I haven't got a ticket yet. I think I should be able to make it. Drainer playing as well. It's going to be good. Oh, Drainer's sick. Um, but the reason I listened to this is because I was on my tape kick and I picked this up for 10 bucks. Yeah. And it sounds yeah, so, so good. good. It sounds some better than some of the records I have. Yeah. It's just, it's punchy. It, it's just like clean. It's fast. It's just got everything you want from a, from, from a hardcore album. And so... I agree. That's why I wanted to talk about it next after Stray. No, I love it. That's a good, that's a good follow up. Um, are there any other major ones you want to talk about? Um, the only other one I'll get into now, um, it's going to be an honorable mention for me on my, my whoa, whoa, whoa. extended Spoilers, list. Spoilers, <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's a soul glow record. Diaspora problems. Oh, yeah. Did you give it much time? I gave it a bit of time. Um, definitely. I have not. What, it's definitely just not what I was after this year. Yeah. I'm sure. It, like I've had at times wanted something like that, but not this year, to be frank. Yeah. I understand that. I've been kind of keeping an eye on these guys for a little while, but didn't really click with some of their earlier stuff. So they've got like. Two EPs. It's some whack music, bro. Yeah. It's like hardcore rap. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. It's crazy cool. But this is sick. Um, yeah. So I haven't been able to get a copy on vinyl. Like sold out instantly. They're on Epitaph now, yeah. so they've got a really good um, really good path in front of them. But um, if you haven't listened to this and you like hardcore and kind of a little bit of rap mixed in, like Fox Lake or something like that, in that similar oh. kind of realm. Can I just make a call out? Big shout out to our friend Cody for putting me on a Fox Lake because they are one of my favorite bands. Yeah, they're so good. Need them physicals. Anyway, sorry, yeah. continue. So, um, yeah, listen to Soul Glow. They're sick. Um, yeah, just missed out, but it's been such a good year for music. 
it has been a fantastic year for music. Um, are there any major ones I want to talk about? There are so many records. I think I, we could do this all day, man. Like I'm trying to think of which ones I'd break down. Do we want to just start going through and just shouting out some of our, our favorite records that came out this year that we're not going to get to talk to? Yep. Because there's a lot of stuff here that I want to make. I just want to get the name in the pod. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> because I think they deserve to be there, but they're unfortunately not going to rank for me. Mm-hmm. So, yep, let's do, do it. You want to, we'll do a few at a time? Yep. All right. So, um, Mum Jean's Sweet Tooth came out early in the year. I think it needs to be considered, um, to be honest. Um, Fear by Stand Atlantic. I think one a really great Aussie pop punk record and probably one of my favourite Stand Atlantic stuff I think needs to be there. Um, Silverstein, Misery Made Me, I think needs to be there. I think the fact that they're still kicking is, is pretty special. Uh, and Kings of the New Age by State Champs. I think that there, there were four records that came out early in the year that I think deserve to be considered. Did you have anything from that period that we maybe didn't talk to? Yeah, yep. Um, so... One that came out earlier this year is Adameo. It sure is mm-hmm. sad to hope for the best while expecting the worst. Uh, really good Screamo stuff. Um, just mm-hmm. so much other stuff came out. Um, another one that you suggested to me was Chalk Hands. Don't Think About Death. I've been listening oh. to that a lot lately, and it's like Math Screamo as well. Um, I think, yeah, they'll um, they'll be in a few lists, but they're kind of, kind of missed. Yeah. Missed. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, yeah, I think, with the, the mm. amount of music that's come out. Um, let's have a look. Oh, um, Mind Force, New Lords. It's oh, nice. 17 minutes long, so it probably could be an EP, but it's listed as an album. Um, yeah. Really great, awesome uh, thrash hardcore. Uh, I really liked Excalibur, so that was really cool. And um, let's see, one more. I'm going to mention Gatherer's Mutilator. Nice. So that came out really, really late. Um, They're on No Sleep. Really just another Jeff Rickley feature on that as well. So he's kind of doing the rounds a little bit. And I'm not sure if there's, if you wanted to speak about it, unless it's in your list. I don't know if it will be. But I wanted to just shout out the Spirit World album, Death Western. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was coming. It was coming. Yeah, it was a fun record. Hey? Yeah, so sorry if I stole that from you. But no, that's um, all right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was, it was something I wasn't expecting to, to kind of like. Like, when I say it, it feels like an old school metal band has gone country. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it just is like, like chugga chugga metal, right? Yeah. But it's it's angry and it's country themed and it's fucking, when I say country themed, I don't mean country music, I mean country western, yeah. really cool, really cool album, go listen to it, I think it's it was something that really took me off guard this year, um, yeah, that was a great record, um, a few that I want to call out, I, I can't believe I, this didn't feature in my top five, but I listened to it a shitload this year, was Aftermath by Belmont, you know, a bit of that techie pop punk, you know, you know how we do, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm scared. That's all there is by Ben Quad. I can't remember who recommended that to me, but uh, <laughs> very good record. That was you, wasn't it? No. Ah, oh, well, that record was really good. I thought you recommended that to me. Who Ben Quad? Um, ben Quad, wasn't that you? No, never heard of him. 
I'll take credit for that then. <laughs> no, it must have been Nick, actually. <laughs> He's going to kick my ass when he hears it. Um, they Fear Us by Ithaca was one that I was really pumping up all year, and it came out, and it was a great record, but unfortunately it came up against some fucking really good records the back end of the year. Uh, one I really wanted to talk about a lot more, but didn't. it was hard to fit everything in, but to Only a Few at First by Royal Coda. The Swan Core record done exceptionally well. Did not get any of the love because I think Jack Producer came out and stole the sunlight, but I put it up there is like we talk about how good Idola is in the scape of Swancore. Royal Coda's this record, to only a few of first to me, is nearly just as good. I probably listen to this more than Idola. So um, there's that. Uh, I want to call out Wax, at least I'm free. Just the Aussie one. Just want to call out Tiny Moving Parts is self-titled, um, their first independent release, uh, which I thought was really special. Um, the Callous Dowboy is Celebrity Therapist, another one that I think needs some time. Really good record. Go listen to that if you're into um, just crazy music. Cool. Do you have more you want to shout out? Because I've got a heap more that I can go through. Well, go through your final ones and then... Final. All right. Um... The Hum Goes On Forever, um, classic The Wonder Years, um, but just one that I just listen to a lot, But and I think it's vintage Wonder Years, it's perfect, but I just, it came out the same time as another record, some other records that I, we'll talk about soon as well. Um, another record that came out this year, Being Funny in a Foreign Language by the 1975. I'm not sure if that's up anyone's alley, but fantastic record. Um, Detura by Boston Manor, Burying Brightness by Boundaries, uh, Trinity by The Gleam in the Corner. I know you just picked up your record of that recently. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm keen in. That's a fun record. Yeah. One of the most fun records this year, and I think one of the best Aussie records that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super fun, and and seeing them live at Good Things, like they're really just they're so tight. Other than technical issues, <laughs> like they started playing, and I was like, fuck, they, they deserve. The hype they've gotten, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And you want me to still go? There's a few more. <laughs> yeah, go on. Overgrown by Sly Withers. Yep. After Nick destroyed them on our last pod, I don't know if we can actually bring them up again, so we'll see how we go. Uh, Baku's Revenge by Magnolia Park. And two more that we didn't talk about that are gonna that have, that have featured on a lot of the year list that I didn't really want to talk about. Pain Remains by Lorna Shaw. I can leave it. Um, but Color Decay by The Devil Wears Prada. It's just one that I never revisited. I know we spoke about it with Matt, and I said I'd revisit it, but I just didn't listen to it again, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. So um, I think the in regards to heavy music, the best record of the year had come out. And I couldn't stop listening to that. I still haven't. And we'll talk about it soon. But, yeah. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. How did I go, Dave? You did, did okay. I miss any that you I wanted think, to shout out? No, you think you, I think you just listed every album that came out that was on your radar. So <clears throat> there's a couple more. Um, there is, uh, where is it? There, there, there. And there, there, three. So that was a good surprise to to kind of see that suggested. Um, I love their original EP back in the day, back in like 2012. 
um, shared it yeah. with you. I think you enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, that was really fun. Um, a good throwback. Um, yeah, there's Ellis June's Past Lives um, that came out late in the year, the supergroup that's kind of taking the, yeah. uh, the U.S. Um, scene by storm. Uh, yeah, yeah, no devotion by no, uh, no oblivion by no devotion, as well as another yeah. kind of record that kind of I enjoyed early on, but kind of got a bit samey the more I listened to it. I needed a, just wanted mm-hmm. a little bit more variety from it, which is which is fine. And um, yeah, that's really it for me. We covered a lot, and we probably missed a shitload as well. So if the people listening are like, Phil, Dave, you fucking dropped the ball on something. Let us know. Yeah. Um, because there was so much that came out this year. Like you've heard us talk about some, but we didn't even talk about much about what came out in the first six months because we already spoke about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we just wouldn't find the time to talk through all these records, right? So I think 2022 is going to go down as one of the best years in music in a long time. Uh, I know there are records that came out here that I'm going to be listening to for a very long time. And uh, I can't remember a year I've had this much come out at the same time. Maybe like 2006 and seven, when you had like the Black Parade came out, Infinity on High came out, uh, Riot came out, all these records came out that I think stayed with people. I think this is going to be one of those years, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to rival 2003, that's for sure. What was that? That was like World of the Time. Thursday. Uh, the yeah. Ice in the Ambulance. Um, that's right. Uh, Coheed, Keeping Secrets, Silent Earth, Silent Earth 3, I think. Just off the top of my head. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here right. to talk about the past. Well, we kind of are. And we're not here to fight spiders. <laughs> we're not here to fornicate arachnids. Jesus. Should we, You're such a gentleman, Dave. Should we, <laughs> should we move into some power rankings? I don't even think we do. Do you want to do special mentions or are we just like... Have we spoken about all the special mentions? Um, I think so. Yeah. So we want to do right. ten. Or the only five? one I actually actually the only one I want to mention that that made my top five that isn't going to be my top five that we haven't actually I haven't mentioned. Actually, no, I did make my top five, but I didn't mention it yet. Uh, Obsidian by Northlane. Last one I want to get in there. Okay. It's a record. that's my my last special mention that we didn't talk about. <laughs> okay, so it's a record. This is exciting. I'm keen to know what your top five is, Dave. Are we doing 10 or five? But we'll start at 10. Okay. We'll start at 10. We'll start at 10. All right. So we actually spoke about this last week and it quickly jumped into my number 10 spot and that's uh, Ways Away Torch Songs. I love this album so much. How did you not bring it up before? How didn't I? Because we spoke about it last week. It was my feature album. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll, my yeah. number ten. Yep, your number ten. No pressure, self-titled. Mm, very good. Yep. Great album. Can't wait to see him in Feb. Jan, two weeks. Yep. Next Friday, two weeks on Friday. Um, my number nine is Excite Deliberate Revolver. Another one of my feature Ooh, albums. Yeah. I've nice. Just a Snapcase revival. Get them playing with them. Yeah. It'll be sick. Number nine. Oh, they'll, they'll, be a, they'll be at Furnace Fest, Dave. It's yeah, fine. Thanks. I'll, I'll see them Thank for you. you. Get me a shirt. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, number nine for me was Euthanasia by Straight From The Park. Oh, very good. This just goes to show how much I love these records that I spoke to earlier, how hard it was to fit my top five in and what missed it. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. I think... But yeah, Australia is number nine. I think our top fives could be top one five times over. Like I think everything one to seven, one to eight for me could probably be... Number one. One. Oh, maybe not number one. Anything in my top... Anything from four, four to eight could maybe be four. Yeah. Because I think one, two, three, could either of them could be one. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so number eight, my number eight is Gillian Carter, Salvation Through Misery. Another feature album. Yeah. Very nice. My number eight was my six months number one, Heroin by Thornhill. Oh, it stayed in there. It stayed in there. Every time I put it on, it just, that's my kind of music. Mm-hmm. Big songs. Like fucking just energy, feeling, lyrics don't are not needed. Give me the instrumentals and it just makes me feel it's gotta stay in there for me. Yeah. I couldn't campaign a record that hard and then not keep it um at the end of the day. Yeah, beautiful. Um so my number seven is inclination on altered perspective. Oh, number seven. Yeah. Very good, Dave. That's a good one. Uh my number seven was my number two. Stays in the top 10, but I think it's gotten edged. Harry's House by Harry Styles. Ooh. Um, yeah, fucking so good, though. Like, that's what I mean. This could this could be much higher. And all these records from here on out should probably go higher. Yep. But what do you do? We go on to number six. That's what we do. What do you got? Berthold City, When Words Are Not Enough. Berthold City stayed up oh, there. Absolutely Very good. love this album. It's just... Yeah, as, as I said in the mid-year episode, as soon as I heard it, I had to have it. And just it's just been on high rotation ever since. Love it. My number six is Never Before Seen, Never Again Found, Arm's Length. Oh, number six. Yeah, I think oh. it got there. It, it, just, it did it for yep. me. And in 10 years' time, I don't want to be leaving this one out and being like, I'm an idiot. <sighs> I think it's, Not that I'm calling you an idiot, Dave, but I just think this is going to become, this is going to be a big record. Yeah. But that's what I love about this dynamic. We've got two different, very different tastes that kind of cross over a lot of the yeah. time. But, but we listen to a lot of the same music, but when it comes down to like what we love, the bottom line, it's, we still got like, yeah, differences. Yeah. Which is good. I love it because it means that we can. I honestly think so. Yeah. We're going into our top five. I think we might have one crossover. Yeah, and that'll be number one. Yeah. Have you got Jackpot Juicer in there as well? Yeah. <laughs> number five, Dave. I'm going to hit the drum roll. You ready? Chris Klein, Birds in Row. Birds in Row, number five. Yeah. Just Spicy. Love it, love it, love it. So much. I hope you like baseball, Dave, because it's a bit of a curveball from what you might think. Yeah. Daisy Chain by Slowly Slowly is my number five. Number five. It is that good, Dave. It is a very special band to me, and it's so good. I think at the time I had my frustrations with it because it was just a singles. It was, like you said, greatest hits kind of thing. Um, but once I got past the noise, 
Very good record. Mm-hmm. Number five. Love hands it. down. Undisputed. Number five. Undisputed. <laughs> okay. Number four for me is Praise All mm. in a Dream. Yeah, I was waiting to see where that was. I thought it could have been higher for you. I th- like, as we said, top top ten for me could be all could be interchangeable for number one. That's how much I love all these these albums, and it's really hard yeah. to to kind of leave a lot of these out. And um, an honourable mention that I'll kind of drop after this is um, is one that we both really loved and didn't fit in. It's just one of those things that's really difficult to write a list yeah. like this in a year like this. Absolutely. Well, my number four was my number two listened album this year. This is Smithereens by Joji. Very good. Perfect sad boy record. I've said it a hundred times. I listen to it every day. Number se- It's my second most listened record this year. Fourth most listened artist. So I think that's going to say something. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm going to be in top three yeah. territory now. Top three. Now, I don't know about you, Dave, but all of these three for me could have been number one, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know for you what the balance was like with the top three. It's pretty lopsided. All right. Are you happy with the three, or do you think the three could swap with each other? Um, I think my top two could swap. My, okay. my three cemented, but like as I said before, it could be number one. It is no pressure self-titled. No pressure got to number three. Yeah, I, nice. Gives me these no, nostalgia feels. It reminds me of the times when I first discovered Blink, and like I just, yeah, love this album. You know, the funny thing with No Pressure is I'm that much of a story so far simp that every time I listen to No Pressure, I end up listening to the story so far. Mm-hmm. And I think if I didn't keep listening to the story so far, I'd probably have no pressure higher. <laughs> so it's a bit of a double-edged sword, but I can't wait to see them in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, they're both two of the Sydney shows, so it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. My number three, Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It's just, yeah. Two pop records making the top five. Yeah, got to do it. You VC'd that as well, didn't you? I just need the lavender, which was the target exclusive, but it just popped up on the the JB website apparently. Oh, cool. So you know, Matt Matt told us that he got a copy from JB. So I'm going to try and find one locally. But I've got all the CDs. I've got all the other records. Um, it's just a lavender one that I need. Mm, nice. I even got I even got the clock thing as well. So if I want to mount the records <laughs> with the clock on the back cover, <laughs> I can do that. But we'll see. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, number two for me is Lexus on Fire, Otherness. Oh, it stayed up there. Yeah. I, I'm i a huge Lexus on Fire simp. Yeah. Love the band. Love this album. I still go back to it regularly. I just can't yeah. get enough. They're a band that I prefer to spin and stream, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I didn't go back to Otherness too much. But, yeah, you're definitely a big AOF fan than me. Like, I, I'm not planning on going to their show i don't think i've got tickets to the to the dallas show yeah. i don't know if i can justify it to go to both but we'll see yeah a big thing for me is that um Sansole is probably the my favorite song by them of all time oh, how good of a song oh, is that man. that's oh we we're talking about songs or albums that make you want to cry that song is 
up there yeah. with that. Just gives me goosebumps every time. Love it. My number two is Jackpot Juicer by Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah. Really, this was really hard to separate this one from two. This was arguably my number one record of the year up until September or October, um, whenever it was. I think September. Um, the singles was my most listened to song. Like I was looking at my list of songs. My number one song, can you believe, was Bloom, Sink Into the Soil. Yep. My next nine were Dance Game and Dance songs from this record. That's incredible. Great album. Like I said, it, it, this, this, this could be a heavyweight album of the year still. It was my top listen to album for like three months straight. But yeah, number two for me. Mm. So do you want to talk us through number yeah. one? Because I've... number one is, yeah, we, we spoke a lot about this before the pod because I can't control myself. We, we said, Dave, we wouldn't talk to each other about what we thought could be in the top 10 because we wanted to be surprised. And I'm glad because I didn't know what your top 10 was going to look like. Um, maybe I'm a bit more generic and a bit more transparent with what might have been up there. Um, but I even said to you, like, this record, like, I can't, I couldn't find a way for it to not be number one. Yeah. And we kind of agreed that it was going to be number one for both of us <laughs> before. So we kind of, yeah, kept the rest a bit of a secret. But we both are so fond of this, this band, this album, like, yeah. the songs, everything. It's just. So the number one record of the year, according to Phil and Dave from the press conference podcast, is. A eulogy for those still here by counterparts. Whew. Blow the confetti. Get the, the just, I don't know, get the tissues ready because we're about to get we're about to get real sad right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where do we start? Um I don't think there's a record. Like I listen to a record I look at this list, right? And I said like Joji's one of the saddest records of the year and one of my favourites, right? And I love a sad boy record. I don't think there's a record that I've gotten as emotional over as this counterparts record. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I can't actually think of a record that I've gotten this I've resonated with, or well, not resonated with, but felt so much emotion over since like Bonnet Bon Bon Iver or Bonnie Ver released Blood Bank EP mm-hmm. back like what's that, twelve years ago now. Um which is one of my favorite EPs of all time. Probably my number one favorite EP of all time, right? Um it's so special. And it, we spoke about it when we did it as like our joint feature uh, record. Mm-hmm. It's just got everything. Yeah. It flows so well. Like you could just copy that snippet from back then and put it in now and it has not aged. It's it's not changed. No. Like it's aged so perfectly. I think the only thing for me that's, that's changed is that all the little issues and problems that I had initially have gone out the window because it's just just that good it's it's relentless it doesn't stop yeah. i still have my favorite songs um like it just is incredible what they've done here and especially having to do what it's for brendan to to kind of pour his heart out song after song after song playing yeah. it live the stuff he went through with his cat and and all that kind of oh. stuff at the end when they're about to put it out, then it leaked 
and he was like, "I think he liked it." He probably yeah. did. So, or someone else did, and he's like, "He's the lead. He's the lead. Have, have yeah. a crack because you want musicians want people to listen to their music. Leaks aren't always a yeah. bad thing, and this was incredible for their, um, for their exposure because the whole like, campaign. Yeah. yeah, it's like if he did it, it's the best PR move they could have done because it's yeah, it was just. Everyone was on it. He's like, I don't care if you've listened to it. If you've listened to it, you can scream the lyrics. And yeah. that's what we'll be doing when we see them. Like, they're a band, yeah, like, so special. Like, I love the last record, Nothing Left to Love. And we've spoken about how I swindled you out of that record. Mind you, you were very willing to, to, to give it to me, yeah. tell it to me. Um, but that record was really special to me. It's like this record came along and said, like, Hold, hold my beer. I'm about to like ruin Phil's life. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah, from the outset, right? Like the intro, it's not even an intro, it's just noise, right? Then it goes into Whispers of Your Death. That that song for me is still the song of the year. I can't think of a better song that came out this year that just like bang hits you in the teeth. It's got everything. And then you realize the song's about his cat and it makes you just want to like curl up in a ball and cry. It's just perfect. Uh, his vocals here are just outstanding. The guitars that we love in melodic hardcore are the best they've ever been. Yeah. Everything about this record just fucking slaps. Every instrument's on point. Brendan sounds amazing. I've sent you like tweets and videos we've seen of them playing it live. They they like the best band in the world. Like they sound so fucking good. Mm. Um, great record. The variants of the vinyl are perfect. Everything about this is great. Album of the year. Hands down, I don't think it's even close. Yeah. Except I did say that one to three could be interchangeable, which they could. But other than that, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And um, oh, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say because you've pretty much said it all. But Sorry, Dave. No, that's okay. I think Sworn to Silence is my favorite song of the year. Um, yeah. Personally, I just love that reverse breakdown that they do. It's just like... Mm gets me going for whatever reason and i think yeah. the crowd would go nuts in that in that part so um yeah well, it's just been a really big surprise for me anyway to for it to be that good like nothing left to love is amazing but for them to step it up this much and have such an incredible album again it's it's we'll, we'll talk yeah we'll talk about this record in 5 years 10 years time yeah as one of the best records of the decade, I think, of all time in the bloody hardcore space. Like, I think, yeah, we'll do, we'll do, yeah. I, I, I say this, but every year there's albums that surprise me. We never know what's going to happen, but this record is is real special, and yeah. I'm going to plug this one just as much as any other record that we listen to until the end of time. I so good. I'm going to say something now. I think, that as you were saying before, there hasn't been an album that's hit you as hard. I reckon it's been 10 years that I've been hit by an album as hard as I have compared to this. What was it 10 years ago? What was it? It's Survived by, by Touche. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I can't, I look, honestly, like, I can't even... When you listen yeah. to it, you're just like, oh, oh, okay, yep. And then you just, like, you just need it. It's like a drug. Yeah. I think that's just one of those albums that for me, these wow. these two like stand next to each other in that just instant connection. 
Yeah. And we chase that feeling. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think in passing would actually be close. Now I think Ooh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. But for me, it would be Blood Bank by Bon, bon Over, and that came out in two thousand and nine. Yeah. I honestly, I'm thinking of all the records that came out since. There is a hell was a big one for me, and that came out two thousand and ten or eleven. Um, that'd be the only thing that I think is maybe as close mm-hmm. as well. Twenty ten, so maybe two thousand and two thousand ten. This record, yeah, for me, yeah, it's going to be a stayer, and that's what I said. It's going to have longevity, and it'll yeah. probably end up in our top twenty-five lists of albums of all time at some stage, and uh, it's going to take yeah. something special to knock it off. Yeah, great list, hey. Yeah, man, a lot of fun. I do, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. Please let us know what you think of our lists. Let us know what your top five were. Um, this is all subjective to our opinion, right? We're not the fucking experts on this. We're just two lousy men talking about music on a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, we love this shit. So let us know what you think. What were your favorites? Totally. And tell us if we're wrong. We don't care. It's our list. We do what we want. Oh, fuck. I mean, I'm... T- I'm- I'm told that I'm wrong all the time, Dave. You're in group chats with me. I come out there with whack opinions. Everyone's like, Phil, fucking relax. Yeah, we love um, them. We love all opinions. Except, so, Except for if you try and tell me the Wind Waker record was good, that, that shit was trash. Yeah. I don't care. I'll go on and fucking work and say it. Well, it came out this year, so we, we got a plug. There you go. There's your plug. <laughs> well, thank you all for... <laughs> if you made it this far. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, thank you everyone for making it this far. I know it's a long one. There's a lot to talk about. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, obviously. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at uh, press.con.pod. Uh, please like and follow those pages. Uh, we'll even chuck a link in the in the description for um, the society. So join the society We'll get some chatter going there in the new year, and we've got a lot of exciting stuff for you guys to see. Uh, so you'll see it first in that in that group. So um, yeah, we love the feedback and the conversations yeah. and, and everything. So tell us what you think. Give us give us your list. Like we want to see them. We want to talk about them. Yeah, we just love talking music. I think, like you said, Dave. Um, thank you to everyone that made it this far. Not just in the podcast, but with us for the year. I know we've had a lot of different kind of episodes. We've gotten, had sound issues. We haven't had sound issues. It's been just a bit, it's been a first year of doing a pod, right? Um, so we thank you all for listening still. Uh, we see the stream numbers come through and we're really grateful for that. Um, join society. Next year is going to be really exciting. Big things coming as everyone likes to say, but I'm really excited for next year, Dave. And um, yeah, the more input we have from our friends and people that care, you know, is going to make it better for everyone. So join the society. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. See you on the other side. Happy New Year. See you next year, Dave. Yeah, see you next year. <laughs> Bye. Bye.